tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome back to the last episode of Season 14 of Game of Thrones 2 Electric Bookaloo. I'm your host, Anthony. This will be my last episode for a while. Maybe a month before I come back, maybe six months. Don't know. I will come back, I promise. There will be more bookaloos, there will be more maester classes, and I'll have a lot to say about the next season of House of the Dragon. I do need a break because I've been asked to chair a committee at work, and I gotta write a book. So hopefully I will be productive and I'll be back with you once I've made some progress on those things. This week, maybe to keep you company during the long night, I post my longest bookaloo yet. This is a roundtable between myself and Brian Pavlak and Val Garver talking about the taking of Winterfell by Prince Theon. Then I include the second part of my Stone Crow's House of the Dragon auction. Related to the book portion, Brian is an expert on prince bishops and castles. Valerie is an expert on textiles, material culture, and childhood in the medieval period. Without further ado, here are professors Brian Pavlak and Valerie Garver. Val, tell us about what your primary area of research is. Yeah, so I am um, a professor of history at Northern Illinois University, and I specialize in the social and cultural history of the early Middle Ages, especially the Carolingian Empire. And I do quite a bit of work on things like uh, women, family, childhood, textiles, and material culture. Mm. And uh, Brian? So uh, I'm a professor emeritus, teaching formerly 28 years at King's College in northeastern Pennsylvania. And my main areas of, of interest were prince bishops and witch hunts. And I do have a book out on Game of Thrones, which I still earn a few royalties. Game of Thrones versus History, Written in Blood. It's a collection of essays by various historians looking at Game of Thrones from various angles, historically. Mm. This was this was a very shocking moment for me on my first read. I, I almost felt like, you know, the Starship Enterprise or uh, you know, the the West Wing of the of Sorkin's world had been taken over. You know, the, these places kind of became characters of their own in the in the literary world. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't see any of the clues leading up to this. I, I, I was I remember being utterly shocked by this chapter when I first well, read well, it. Well that that was sort of spur of the moment. But I think the general point is I like George R. R. Martin and I hate him at the same time because <laughs> he's so cruel to his characters. <laughs> it's so cruel that that, you know, he kills off a lot of them. You know, I was watching the the video with the commentary and you know that they're sort of saying you know don't be don't fall in love with the characters don't hold on to the characters this is only the second season you know, and, you know right the, the actors are saying i never knew this person i never saw this person they're dead already and and that's the thing he does such damage and that's again theon's arc again is so powerful because he does such damage to theon yeah 
and at least in the you know TV show, spoiler alert, he comes out not bad. Um, but that's what George Martin does. He's just so cruel, and so this this destruction of Winterfell, yeah, it does is a hard punch. Yeah, talking and about it cruelty. gets worse once the Boltons come. Right. I was just gonna say, talking about cruelty, I think we should call out that Reek, who's in the room, who's not in the show, mm-hmm. is occupying the same space as Theon. Mm-hmm. And of course, knowing what we, you know, knowing what happens to Theon, uh, this is no accident, you know, sort no. of here, here, Theon is sort of looking at his future self in the mirror, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go and move into my synopsis of the chapter. Bran is looking through the eyes of Summer as he dreams. He hears... The clinking of metal over stone, yet he's frantic because he can't get out of the god's wood. Bran wakes, hears a commotion in the distance. Theon enters and explains to him that he's taken the castle. Lewin visits Bran, helps him dress. They talk over the situation, and then Bran is brought to the Great Hall where Theon holds court. So there's a lot about this chapter that I'm fascinated with. And I have a few questions for each of you about this chapter. But Val, why don't we begin with you? Did you come up with uh, observations or questions about this chapter? I did. Uh, There was one part of the chapter that really struck me um, as just a really nice uh, presentation of humble people in this world and mm. how little in a way we know about them from reading the books. Um, but yeah, it's sort of enticing. Like it makes you wonder like what else is going on in their worlds. Mm. Um, and I quite like this because it reminds me a lot of like the work of a historian trying to understand the non-elite, trying to understand like what people's lives were like and, and what challenges they faced. So it's this section where Theon has brought everyone together so that uh, Bran can say that he's given up the castle. Yeah. They're in the great hall. And yes. uh, now Bran is supposed to do his duty and transfer power, I suppose. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I guess the most striking part of it is obviously I think what I remembered from the first time I read it, was Micken being, you know, killed. But it's actually, there's a whole host of individuals, right, who are who have been living in Winterfell and they have their roles to play. Mm-hmm. And they're all there and they're the people that Bran is thinking of when he thinks, I have to protect the small folk. And, you know, it just is a really nice, I think, array of characters, whether it's you know, Beth Castle, right, who's crying in fear, or um, some of the guards, you know, the guard who was um, injured but brought in injured. You know, it's it's kind of an interesting take. You know, you just get a little snippet about each of them. And really in the books, we don't learn a lot about um, some of those characters. And I think it's just uh, it gives a kind of nice depth to the chapter in terms of like just reading a novel. But I also think it's it it speaks about like what we know from the Middle Ages about the non-elite. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting. It's sort of like I read that and was like, oh, I wish I kind of knew more about some of these characters, right? Yeah, I think that the idea, and I think that Martin's kind of gone out of his way to make this point, but the idea here is that 
every fighting man available has been sent away from the castle, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either they're fighting Rob's war down south or they've gone to meet another challenge uh, with with uh, Roderick. And it's almost like the only like the 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 only people left are people that cannot defend the ch- the castle and um in this very odd uh circumstance, it just seems like someone like Micken now kind of speaks for the men at court where he's a blacksmith, he would never have done that before, right, yeah, yeah, it gives him a bigger role than. One would think. And I thought it was a nice contrast, too, to the TV show. And I mean, I understand why the the people who run ran the show made changes with some of this part of the takeover of Winterfall to keep it kind of coherent for a, a viewer. But it's I like here that it really is just the most humble people of Winterfall um, who are mm. together in this room. And this is a takeover. But it, and it also speaks to the fact that Bran keeps thinking like, are the, do we have any more men or where are the men, you know, like this idea. And, and also when Micken says you're not gonna be able to hold it. Right. You, and, and others say that right. as well. He, I think they're correct. Right. Like they only are able to do this because it's those who can't defend themselves. And did this strike you as a little bit um, contrived for the plot? Like would I, <laughs> Would a castle ever be this, uh, I guess, skeletal in terms of manpower? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love, you know, I also study castles, knights and castles, and there are all sorts of ways to take a castle. And he sets it up, you know, I was dubious at first, but he sets it up by saying, you know, Torhen is being attacked, and so they need reinforcements. And this is where Theon gets the idea in the previous chapter on Theon. And so all these forces, and as they say at bottom page 668, Roderick took, took too many of our men. So that's the, mm. the ploy that gives the excuse. And then Theon, of course, knows the castle inside and out. So he knows where its weak point is. And that's where they, again, they use the, the, the hooks to climb the wall and open the postern gate. Now that would have been unlikely by anybody who didn't know the castle to know where the gate was, how to get to it, how to open it, let in the men. But that sets it up for being real in my view. Mm. So that's a, that's a realistic way to take a castle because it's the best way to take a castle as somebody betrayed on the inside. Theon starts on the outside, but he gets easy access because there aren't enough men on the walls. And so to me, it's, it's, it's a plausible way that the castle was taken, but they couldn't hold it. And that's why he needs the reinforcements from his sister. Right. Um, one thing that I noted is that there's Theon says this odd thing to Bran, or at least it's, it struck me as odd. He says the castle is mine, but the people are yours. And there's almost sort of like a, it's almost like in order for the the peaceful transfer of power to happen, 
Bran has to say the words and he has to transfer the, the lordship or, or the ownership of the castle to save the life of his people. But that seemed that seemed an odd thing to do for someone who just took a castle by force. So would one of you be able to explain this phrase, the castle is mine, but the people are, are yours? I guess, I don't know, Brian, do you want me to take this or did you have something you really wanted to say? Well, I don't really, I, I could say, and I think it's related to the concept of feudal hierarchy that these systems are, are constructed around. And, and so you know, Theon keeps emphasizing, I'm a prince. And princes are at the top of the feudal hierarchy, so they don't have a direct connection to, especially the peasants. And then that's what we were talking about: is the there are no knights in the castle, or the knight equivalent in Game of Thrones, and it's just just the common folk. And the common folk are part of the manorial economic structures, so they are sworn to a lord through their own swearing to the, you know their own relationships with a the lord. They're not connected to the castle; they're connected to the lord. I see. So it's that that sort of, and that's what it's, it's always difficult to explain. Maybe I haven't succeeded yet entirely. You know, there's these two interlocking systems. The feudal hierarchies are with the, the commanders and the warriors, and the monarchical hierarchies are between the landlords and their workers. And they overlap, and intermix, and are all blended together. And I think the, the division that you're talking about is what's going on here, that Theon knows he has no direct relationship to the peasants, or the Castellan people, because they're common people. Mm-hmm. That would be my explanation. I agree 100% with, with Brian's assessment. But I would also say I think there's a, an, another layer that is, I think, sometimes hard um, for those of us living in the 21st century to kind of wrap our minds around. And that is that there's also this system of personal bonds mm-hmm. that are deeply important. And I always think the um, A Song of Ice and Fire does an amazing job of showing that kind of um, medieval connection, like how important those personal connections were. So Theon may have lived in that castle, may have known those people, but he that makes him all the more aware that they have this deep loyalty to um, House Stark mm. and particularly to Bran, to Rob, um, and that this is a personal connection and they see themselves as having this bond, even, even the servants, they're very much associate themselves with that particular house, that family. Mm. And so he also, that's another reason I think he needs Brand to say, you know, you, you should do what Theon says, because the worry is if he doesn't sort of take care of that, it doesn't matter if he has the castle, if people will still be willing to come after him because of their loyalty to, to those particular people. And I would say it's more a loyalty to the people than the castle. Um, although again, I think this is just another layer along with the, the kind of more economic and feudal, um, system that Brian explained so well. Mm-hmm. So, and and well, let me just add that. And you asked what interested me most, or interested us both in this chapter. And what I saw is is these relationships, because that's how I always mm-hmm. try to understand, and explain these relationships. They are personal bonds that are formed between people, and often mm-hmm. based on promises. And so we have the military promises that are made when Reek gives, you know, it has a sword, and when Osha takes a weapon. Mm-hmm. So those are military bonds that they make directly with Theon. And so they're setting themselves, those two, on a different level. Whereas the peasants are just asked to bend the knee, bow down, obey, listen to their intermediate lord. 
And um, so it's, again, these two sets of relationships that, that are being done here, one, one feudal, the other more manorial. And, and I agree with Val, it, it is very personal. And I also try to say it's also often based on promises. And that's at the core of this chapter. Theon has broken his promise of being a family member. Then he might not, have, you know, he didn't make it himself originally. He was assigned to be a ward. But he was a family member, but an unhappy family member. All families aren't happy, I keep saying. <laughs> and the, these other people, though, are also family members. You know, that the medieval yeah. term is familia for all these people that belonged to a lord. And they have their special relationship as well. And the, the higher powered ones have theirs. But it's all based on promises that we break or keep. And the two promises mm. that are set up to be broken are both by Reconosha. They break those promises and you know, break their promises quite right. quickly. Yeah. Now, you said feudal. You set these two things apart. You said feudal and manorial. Is that right? Right. Uh, yeah. Of relating to manor? Yeah, manorial comes from the manor. It's also, in, you use the French term seigneurial with lord. Okay. These are all just words that you have to just keep remembering. And feudal is an awful term, too. You know, I, I always try to say, let's stop using feudalism, and I call it feudal politics. Okay. And it's feudal is based on the fief. And, you know, Game of Thrones isn't quite, you know, medieval structures, but it's, it's similar. Okay. They have these, these lands and territories that is, is partitioned out among the various lords. So I'm really glad that you brought this up, and I think this almost relates to maybe parts of both of your responses here, but I think it's important to call out here that Ned Stark, for all of the grief he gets for being a bad politician, was actually really good at being the Lord of Winterfell. Mm -hmm. You know, in oh, yeah. the first book, we, we hear him, he's feasting, you know, people at his table. You know, he's not showing too much favor to one Lord. You know, when they're riding along the King's Road, He'll ride alongside, you know, this house, and then he'll ride alongside that house for a while. And they love him. They they absolutely love him mm -hmm. in a way that they're never going to love Theon, right? Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's something that also makes this world of Westeros very rich, is that the politics of one of the Seven Kingdoms is not like that of the others. Like, mm -hmm. they each have their own like flavor. And I think that would have, that was also true in the past, right? Different places had different value systems mm -hmm. to some degree. I mean, they might all say share, like if we're talking about Euro medieval Europe, they might share Christian values, but how that played out in their own individual area could, could differ, right? What was important and what wasn't. And so I like that each of the seven kingdoms has a kind of, um, I mean, it's a different geography, different climate in some cases that, I mean, that also is kind of an interesting aspect, but they just end up with these distinct cultures. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things that like the people who are most critical of Ned Stark seem to be people from the South. They're not from right. the North. And so like, it's like they don't get him or something. Well, he's bad at Southern politics. There's no question about that. <laughs> they're kind of like, like, I, I mean, he in a way they're kind of like, oh yeah, he's a Lord, he's powerful, but he's sort of like a country bumpkin or something. Uh -huh. Like they just think of him as like being from, I don't know, the far reaches. And so because his politics isn't their politics and like when he was in the South, he didn't do what people expected. Right. You know, there's that whole, um, discussion of whether he should have taken the iron throne when he had the chance. Mm. And he's just like, I don't want to, but in the North he's admired for that. Right. So it, it's, 
the complexity of politics, right? What is admired and what isn't and knowing your constituencies. Like, yeah, I would agree. Ned Stark's a phenomenal Lord and he is just what the North needs in a way, but it's when he leaves the North that then, yeah, he doesn't Mm. necessarily come across as, you know, as being as flexible. Mm. Right. Uh, And I also also would say like, I've always thought of the Starks, in general as sometimes lacking, well, I would say maybe this is more true of Ned and Rob Stark of lacking a certain kind of political imagination to be able to imagine how others understand politics differently than you do. They might not always be able to understand that and, and act upon it. Yeah, I, I sort of see it as the old, the old thing, the Peter principle. He was promoted beyond what he was capable of. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, you, could you remind, a, I'm sorry. I love this. Um, could you remind the listeners what the Peter principle is? The Peter principle is the idea that a person does very well. And when they do well, the, the higher ups notice and they promote that person. And in the last position he's doing, this person is doing best, he or she, and gets promoted one step too high beyond their real capability. And then they become mediocre and stop there. But they're also a mediocre person in a position. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we wind up with mediocrity among our leadership. Right. And you can also see this in our own government. You know, a person's a great congressperson or a mm-hmm. senator or a governor or a president. Well, there are certain steps you don't go any higher than right. because people are incompetent at a certain level. And so, yeah, Ned Stark is it. But I'd also like to bring up the issue. You know, Val mentioned love. To me, this is one of the great tragedies, but also in, in the end, uh, nice things is, you know, Theon's looking for love. And he did find enough love with the Starks. And then he's tantalized with this love with his Greyjoy family. But he doesn't know how to do it. Right. And he has to go through literal hell until he learns how to do it. And, and I don't think George Martin, well, we don't have the last book, but we don't, I don't know how George Martin develops his character at the end but Theon's looking for love and that's what a lot of people are doing and, and he's looking for it in the wrong places and going about it in the wrong way well and it's almost even more tragic for... than that because I do oh, think awful. he finds a certain amount of love with Rob yes you know if he if he could I mean I think he's kind of in an impossible situation of course, blood is always thicker than water, right? So, well, that, no, it's not actually. It's I mean, not. well, he decides. He decides. I'm going to try to get my father to love me, right? And in doing so, I'm going to eschew the the bonds that I've created with this would be brother of mine, Rob Stark. Right. That's where he is now in the book, right? Right. But eventually yeah. realizes that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to talk about love some more. So I, I recently interviewed someone about Machiavelli's The Prince. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Machiavelli says is, you know, the, this question of, is it better to be feared or loved? And what Machiavelli says is, well, you need both, really. But if you had to choose one over the other, fear is better. Fear is more useful. And I don't fear think... is more reliable. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if that's true. I think here's an example of this. It's like, Ned Stark was loved. Did the people fear him? Yeah, probably a little bit, but not in the kind of way that Theon is trying to insert himself. Theon's never going to be loved. And well, he's trying to do this whole thing on fear, and it's not working. And, and that's the, the other part of what Machiavelli says, is but you must avoid being hated. 
Mm. <laughs> and that's what Luitwin is trying to tell Theon. Theon, don't do this. You'll mm. be hated by these people. In in other words, whereas the the Iron Men, the Vikings, love this stuff. You know, they're just all into cruelty. <laughs> but the, the the Northern people, right? You know, they start to hate him, and that's you know, that's so that's the full thing about Machiavelli. Cruelty, you know, you can trust it more because love is fickle. But don't get hated. Don't get too far, and particularly avoid right. attacking your your uh, people's women and their wealth. Interesting. That's really interesting. I would, I would also say I've. The way I've often read Machiavelli in this sense is that it's not very hard to make yourself feared. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the easier route in a way, um, in addition to being sort of the more reliable, like almost anyone could do it, right? But you, it's true. You do have to be careful not to be hated. But to make yourself loved actually, in a sense, takes more diffi- like more effort, mm-hmm. more forethought more care and so that makes it a little more dangerous because if you do it incorrectly you're in trouble which one might almost say that Machiavelli might say well like Ned Stark did a really fabulous job then because he managed on love mainly right. um but yeah I think I, that's basically all I had to add so this love issue is kind of fascinating to me and one of the ways that this kind of comes to the fore with Theon is that he doesn't care if the people in the room love him, but he's trying, he's almost has two constituencies in the room. He's got these ironborn sort of Mm -hmm. Viking stand-ins, right? Right. How do you make those guys admire you? How do you make those guys love you? Well, that's going to be fundamentally different than the way that you make the, the people of Winterfell love and admire you. Um, and he's almost preaching to the 20 men who are holding the weapons around the room. He's not, but he's actually talking to the people of Winterfell. And it's almost like he's trying to get his father to love him. Who's not in the room at all. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So he, so yes, he's, he's actually trying to get the thing that you, you know, you called that out, Brian, like he's trying to find, some kind of love relationship, but he's doing it in, there's no way he's going to achieve what he's hoping to achieve by doing this. He's not a deep thinker, like like (laughs) so many other Tyrion and and so many others are deeper thinkers. And there, I think there's the competition in the book is basically between deep thinkers Mm -hmm. and, and superficial thinkers and the superficial ones keep making serious mistakes and that's why the books go on and on and on right uh and and, and theon particularly is, is a very superficial thinker he doesn't think it through and, and that's again why i say louis when is trying to tell him think it through and others but uh, he just doesn't listen so this chapter reminded me again and and maybe more acutely than previous chapters about how what a what a strange relationship these maesters have to the lords that they serve. And you can correct me on this, but I don't know if there was a medieval analogy to the maesters. They are loyal to the citadel. They are loyal to the lord that they serve for as long as that lord is lord of the castle. But they're almost loyal to the station more than they are to the place. Can you think of any anyone in that kind of like... I don't know, like, like academic class that 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 is like that in the medieval period. They 
they've always reminded me actually of the um, intellectuals that the Carolingian kings surrounded themselves with. Mm. So these were usually men who were um, priests, monks, but I mean, these were people whose main loyalty would have been understood to be to the church okay. and okay. to their religious role. And they were usually educated somewhere else. Um, so there's a good example of Alcuin, right, who comes from early medieval England over to the court of Charlemagne. And he's he's loyal to Charlemagne, but he also gives him hard advice sometimes, advice that Charlemagne doesn't appear always to to appreciate. Mm. Um, but mainly he's loyal and he's there and he's, he's um, serving Charlemagne and is active at his court and providing advice. But he does have other loyalties, I would say. And so I wouldn't say it's like, it's definitely not like a perfect match to the Maesters, but it's one of the things that at least Maesters reminded me of. It kind of felt like it's similar. So that's uh, one kind of example I can think of. I think that's very good. And and I think of, well, I think it's difficult, you know, to me, it's sort of a fantasy. It's like scholars get to have power. <laughs> so George R. R. Martin has invented, oh, yeah. professors become powerful. That's it's sure. wonderful. Yeah. In, in real life, it was much more complicated. I think Charlemagne, it's clearly obvious. Another example where things go wrong is uh, um, Thomas of Beckett, Thomas Beckett. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's not a scholar, but he's a smart man and he's educated and he becomes Henry II's chancellor. Right. And then because the structure, again, I deal out with bishops, the structure has a lot of power for bishops. He gets made Archbishop of Canterbury. And then he has, of course, has a spiritual conversion and then sides with the Pope against the king and leads to his murder. But the, the idea that that these advisors are connected to the church, a lot of them are or connected to the merchant class. And so there's no direct parallel, but there's a lot of overlap with any advisors that these kings have uh, in the Middle Ages uh, that they're drawing on from the church and the merchant class. Uh, and the church is equivalent to the academic class because all the academic, all professors, all schools are, are run by the church. So th- there are a lot of these advisors. Yeah, it's almost like Lewin is trying to advise Bran on how to, you know, do the right thing as a lord, but he also has to almost serve as an advisor to Theon. You know, he he actually is trying to give Theon advice because he really cares about the fate of the people at Winterfell. Or in the TV show, Theon says right to his face, I am now the Lord. You must give me advice and right. obey me. So go send that bird off. Right, 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 right. You know? yeah. So so again, because it's an administrative position, the leadership mm-hmm. changes, you get advice to the new person. So that, yeah, right. So that's a question of loyalty for me that's a little bit odd. Like, um, like I, I'm imagining either of the, the cases that you you both brought up, you know, let's say that the king in question was deposed, would that person have the same relationship with the next king? I can't imagine that that would be the case. No, I don't think it's necessarily the case. We definitely have instances of when the kings change over of the next king kicking people out of court, mm-hmm. sending them away very purposely, whether they're advisors or relatives. Um, each king gets to remake their court, ideally. Hmm. Very much so. Hmm. Right, right. There's a question of uh, what Bran will wear to court. Oh, yes. There, there's a question of, all right, now you're going to have to 
stand in the office of Prince. We need to dress you princely. And I wonder if that struck you as interesting at all, Val. Yes, it definitely did. Um, And I think that that would have really fit in the medieval world. Part of what makes you fill the role that you're fulfilling is what you're wearing. Um, And so this idea that you have to wear a certain set of garments Mm. to be understood as the prince uh, versus just, you know, anyone else, it's it's pretty important. And if you're going to take action, then you need to dress a certain way. And so we definitely see this in the Middle Ages, that there's court dress. There's what you wear when you go to court, um, particularly if you're a ruler or a lord. You want to dress a certain way. And I also like that they have Theon sitting in the chair yeah. um, where they describe the, the wolves on the arms yes. of the chair. Yeah. Um, that's also, you know, these these objects, this material culture of power is really important. Um, and I think this scene does a really good job of employing that. Everything from the dress to the location where he's going to have Bran say that now Theon is in control of Winterfell and that people should listen to him. Where Theon's sitting, the the kind of unceremonious dumping of Bran on the ground, which yeah. is, I mean, I think meant to kind of tug at your heartstrings as a reader. It's a way of like saying, like, like showing that Bran is lower than Theon in a very real manner. Um, that he's not sitting in that chair anymore. He's not down on the right. ground, right? But yet it humbles him even more that he's dressed as a prince when it happens, right? So I think that clothing is is crucial. Um, to this scene. And Theon himself is wearing his black circuit and emblazoned with the golden kraken of his house. Mm-hmm. Again, asserting he's no longer a Stark, he's a kraken. Right. And uh, show, showing where he stands in all this, and of course, claiming, in a sense, his role as sort of junior king to his father. And he's wearing like military clothing too, which is really important to being mm. a prince. Mm. You have to show that you're capable of military action and part of the way you do that is you know to have your sword to wear garments that make you ready to go into battle right now so as a prince would the clothing i'm just trying to think of in terms of like the textile representing status like you you know bran is wearing a cloak and i'm wondering if that would have been like a, a different fabric a different material altogether than than the the other people in the room it probably was. They do mention his jet and silver pin, right? They say it's his favorite, mm-hmm. which is a nice way of, I mean, jet would have been, I mean, assuming if the world, right, is based on our world, very expensive. It's definitely expensive um, in the Middle Ages and the silver as well. Um, and this idea of wearing a cloak is a, it's a really old symbol of uh, male elite military power. It goes back to at least the Roman world. Um, there were these cloaks that... Um, elite Roman men wore and we see them kind of carry on into the early middle ages and they're going to change over time a little bit, but Kings later also wear these like copes, these beautiful um, embroidered often um, elaborate um, kind of mantles Mm. that were symbols of their power. And they often are quite elaborate. Um, There's a very famous one from Sicily that um, people might know. There's also two really amazing examples um, in in Hamburg in Germany. They're really stunning, these ones. Uh, And there's this one that's called the Star Mantle. Uh, Really, they're just stunning. And a lot of medievalists, I mean, we don't have very many of these that survive. So the question is, 
how common were they? But we, we think that probably many rulers had mantles like this. And so someone like Brand wouldn't have probably something quite so fancy, but there's probably a way of kind of signaling that. But this idea that you wear a mantle is an important symbol of rule in the Middle Ages. Just break in here to note that Valerie just mentioned the star mantle. I will include a link to that in the show notes so you can have a look at it. Walder Frey calls Jojen a frog eater. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I I think I've heard this before as sort of a derisive term of French folk. Have you heard this? Yes. Oh yes. yes. Is there is there a little hint there or is it just like, you know, I don't know, there there's something specific to this world that uh has well, no analogy. What I remember is that they they live in the swamps and they do hunt frogs. Frog hunting and eating is something that is done. Right. In, you know, most famous why are French? I don't understand why are French folk uh, derisively called frog eater. It's part of their cuisine. I don't. I don't think of like the dominant swamps of France, but maybe I'm thinking of <laughs> no. But I think it's like from my perspective, I would say like M- Martin in many respects presents Westeros as kind of like England. Yes. So if you think of this as an English culture, like based on an English culture, yeah. the English have had a very antagonistic relationship with the French. And so it makes sense that then if you're going to be derisive, you could, you could use that term, even though of course, Jojen mm. is not from some other place. Um, but I think in both cases, it's about like something that a people eat that is strange to the people that they're dealing with. And so it's the thing that they're going to call out about. Mm, them. Mm, mm. And it's not a, a noble food like venison or something like that. It's not something that the warriors do when they're not being warriors is go out hunting the stags and the boars. It's, it's little <laughs> frogs that you stick with a little frog sticker. So it, it's humiliating their status as well as their cuisine. All right, so I'm going to open this up to questions for discussion or other observations. Um, I was really th- thinking a lot about the character here of Reek mm-hmm. um, and like how clever his answers were <laughs> um, and how revealing, right, at the same time. Um, and so it's interesting to see like how deceptive he can be. <laughs> So this idea of deception as a way of getting ahead, I thought was interesting here. Um, And kind of a contrast to the very sort of, I guess you'd say more straightforward nature of the other characters. Um, But but it's also like Osha is also being duplicitous. I mean, you don't know that when you're reading the chapter, but you later find out, right? Spoiler alert. Of course, she is kind of being deceptive. And it says something about Theon like not being a deep thinker. It also, I think is a good way of showing he doesn't really think ahead. It's a sign of his, like that he's impulsive. Right. And then he's like, okay, well, if you're going to say you're loyal to loyal to me, I'll buy your surface reason for why you're doing it Yeah. without necessarily thinking ahead. Could there be, Oh, could there be an ulterior motive for them? Should I trust these people who are prisoners? You know, like it's, I don't know. It's, it's to me, that struck me as quite an interesting aspect here. Well, neither one of those characters, were common folk in Winterfell originally. You know, one's from up north of the wall. You know, one was a prisoner in the in a tower. So I think Theon's probably thinking these people will 
appreciate me because I'm actually raising them in status. They're they're not going to be hostages here at Winterfell. They're going to be, you know, members of my troop now, I suppose. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he, he sees them as they're t- trying to seize the same advantage that he's seized, right? You know, because, you know, this whole thing is a you know spur of the moment. I got an idea. I'm not going to consult with my sister and my father. Yeah. I'm going to take this castle and see how far I get. And I think in, in their willingness to, to bend the knee to him so quickly and easily, it flatters his ego that he was succeeding. And here he's got two followers who swear loyalty mm. to him. And of course, they're lying. <laughs> Again, they're, they're, they're breaking their promises in their own heads as they're saying it. Yeah. And I think it's also like he fails to realize that someone like Osha, right, can come there and be mm-hmm. at first a prisoner, but that she might start to love the Starks in a way that's similar to the people of the North, mm. right? It's a sign of kind of, if we're talk, going back to that sort of theme of love, like she comes to love those Stark boys. Yeah. And so, yeah. but he, Theon just can't quite imagine that, right? And I think that it's very reflective. He only understands things from his own experience. Um, and he's not, you know, thinking it through and thinking how might others think about this, right? Sure. So. Um, notable introductions. Notable introductions. Um, we are given a description of, I guess we call it the throne in the main hall of Winterfell for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we learn that it's made of stone and it's got those uh, wolf heads uh, carved on the... Armrests. Yeah, the armrests, I guess. <laughs> uh, for lack of a better term, I, I think we could call this a, a throne. And oh, yeah. then we learned that uh, the original Reek, who's not in the show at all, um, his name was Heek, uh, spelled H-E-K-E. And uh, so we, we kind of see how Theon eventually gets his new name. It, it rhymed with the previous Reek's real name. Uh, notable departures, Alebelly is killed and Micken is killed. And this fulfills the, uh, the the Jojen prophecy from the previous chapter. Notable differences. Uh, Reek, the original Reek, is not seemingly in the show. And this whole scene happens not in the the Great Hall, but in the courtyard in mm-hmm. the show. It's raining. Yeah, and I wondered why that was. It seems like if you're going, if you wanted to make a big sort of display of power, you would do it from a throne or something like that. But... Maybe it's just a, a a budgeting, you know, concern. I think it's also easier to shoot it. I think the you can capture natural light. Okay. Um, but it's also because it's like a circular, or I mean, it might be like a square. I don't. I would have to like go back and look at the show to see like the place they're shooting. But you can pan around more easily, so your audience for the action is almost like standing around the interaction right Uh, whereas if they were in the hall it would be like one person at the front and a bunch of people sort of like gathered together so i just i imagine it's just more cinematic and i would add add to the cinema that it's raining that (laughs) rain is just adds to the misery of everyone well also the metaphor of the sea coming metaphor yes it's a a miserable situation yeah 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 jojen tells uh in jojen's dream the the sea comes to Winterfell, and of course, so it's it's almost like the uh, the drowned god has brought the water with him, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, I w- I wanted to kind of call out 
what I think is an interesting, maybe analog to the Danish culture or Viking culture taking England. We, we There were a lot of raids to a place like Winterfell. I was thinking like maybe Winterfell's a, a little bit like York and the Ironborn or a little bit like the Vikings or something like that. Yeah. And I was wondering, I could ask maybe you, you all, there's a lot of raiding happening, but are the Vikings good at occupying and keeping these castles? They, <laughs> they can be. So, I mean, if you think about the north of England and York, I mean, it was Jorvik and was a center power for the Dane law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were pretty good, the Danes, at taking over places at times. I mean, they definitely could raid, but they also traded, they farmed. So they they did take over places and settle. Um, and I think the example of the Dane law is a, is a good one here. Um, but the, the Ironborn, it's almost like they're not interested in those aspects of, you know, Viking culture. Like they don't farm, right? They don't reap. Right. I think that is yeah, the, we the do phrase. We do not sow, right? Do not sow. That's it. We do yeah. not sow. I guess if you don't sow, you can't reap. But um, <laughs> you, can, they, uh, you can reap what other people have sown. It's easy. I guess that, you could. But that's what raiders you, and plunderers do, yes. You could, but like reap to me sounds more like it's labor. Like reaping is like work. You got to go and you got to get it from the fields. Oh, I'd sure. rather just take it from the place, the granary, right, where they're storing it. Sure. Um, but I mean, in that sense, they don't strike me as being like the Scandinavian cultures we know from the early Middle Ages, um, which we do know um, engaged in a lot of agriculture and that were often settled places. Um, But the raiding, yes, is definitely, I think, pulling from that. And the fact that they're going after the North is also, I think, um, you know, that Martin is kind of recalling those raids and the takeover of the the northern part of England. I think it's also just sort of the old fashioned view of the Vikings. You know, when I was a kid, the Vikings were raiders and murderers and plunderers and rapists, but modern scholarship has, you know, revised the Viking civilization and our knowledge and shown how, yes, they're major traders and, and culture builders. So, I think Martin is relying more on these iron men being that, that stereotypical old fashioned Vikings from the days of Prince Valiant to, uh, our modern view of them more properly historically. Thank you both for joining me. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I felt like there, we could have gone a number of directions with this chapter, but we went in a few I hadn't anticipated, which was, was always fun. It's always a pleasure. Yes. And now here is the second part of our Stone Crows auction featuring Ray and Laura, Ken, Nolan, Allison, and Robin. My arch nemesis, Melanie, is serving as Maester of Coin. David from the Lorehounds was so kind to serve as our auctioneer. Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. All new Pulp and Prestige this week. On Tuesday, we'll cover the latest episode of The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live on Pulp. And on Thursday, we'll catch up with the latest Samurai subterfuge on FX Hulu's Shogun. Then, on our House of the Dragon feed, Anthony puts on his Maester's class on Monday. And then on Thursday, Steve joins him for Electric Bookaloo as they continue their discussion of George R. R. Martin's A Clash of Kings. Find these and many of our other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Prestige in your favorite podcast app.
Mike. How you doing, buddy? You... you don't know what it's like out there. Hey, man, d do you even know what it's like out there? N no, not really. I've been mostly kind of flying around in helicopters, carving likenesses of Michonne into cell phones, that kind of thing. What is it like out there? Oh, well, I think it's time to find out, man. Last I saw your wife, Michonne, was out uh, following a giant wagon train. That, that sounds pretty weird, but it seems like a family-friendly outfit. I mean, she's got RJ and Judah with her, right? Um, actually, she kind of left him to be raised by... Negan and Daryl. Well, crap. Hold on, let me get my boots. All right, well, Rick is getting ready. Aaron and I are, too. We're preparing to once again recommission the Watching Dead out of mothball status to find out what's going on with Rick and Michonne, the ones who live. The six-part miniseries premieres Sunday, February 25th on AMC, and we'll be ready with our full episodic coverage each Tuesday. And afterwards, who knows? Maybe we'll check out Dead City. Find our coverage for The Ones Who Live by searching for The Watching Dead or Bald Move Pulp wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out all of the good programming going on at thelurehounds.com. As soon as Season 2 of Severance comes back, John and David and Steve and I will all be doing a review podcast of Apple TV's Severance. Do a search for Severance, the Lorehounds. All right, here is the auction. We play an ugly game. I want winners. I want people that want to win. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win. You die. There is no middle ground. You play to win the game. Ready to win the game. Come after me. I'm a man. All right. You need our balls. Oh yeah, we should all clock in, right? <laughs> I left. I left my balls upstairs. If, if you don't, if you are like Ray and do not have your balls with you, I got mine. <laughs> um, then in spirit, we're all gonna clock in uh, presently. Uh, Ray, let's <laughs> let's begin with you. Does a D twenty uh, count? Yes, please. Let's begin with you, Ray. Uh, your house name and house words. My house name is the Black Dreads, um, and my house words are "Don't look up." Oh, very good. Nice. <laughs> Ken, how about you? My house name is Crossbows in Florence, and my house words are: "We've been dancing with Land the Clever. He used butter." As he stole Casterly Rock. No, no, no. He stole Casterly Rock. Very, very nice. I don't recommend anyone trying that at home. <laughs> um, now, I have to ask, is Crossbows in Florence a Guns N' Roses? Yes. All right. Very good. Thank right, you. A little homage yes. to Guns N' Roses there. Robin, uh, team name and team house words. Um, my team name is uh, House of Robotron. Uh because that's my name. And uh, my house words are, a jewel has many facets. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Nolan, let's go ahead and do your house and words. So my house is House Sumter, and our words are everlasting. Nice. Just short, sweet, no need for auto-tune at all, <laughs> right? One take. All right. 
All right. Um, we did Ray. We did Nolan. We did uh, Laura. Laura, what's your house words? Um, my house is uh, the house of Dothraki dominators. And I thought I would be really clever and actually look up my phrase in Dothraki, but I have absolutely not a clue how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to go with height um, vakat may, which is blood lead us. I think that that sounds nice. fantastic. I'm just going to go with it. Confidence. That's great. You're winning so far in the, in the uh, <laughs> house name cleverness. And Allison. My house name is Potato Potato, and my house words are hypocritical Hufflepuffs, happily heart hot thief. I will remind everyone of my house name and words. Uh, placebo and a gazebo, our house words are we're here to make friends. I am not actually auctioning today because I auctioned yesterday. Uh, we divided the league only. The only criteria for dividing the league was people's schedules. So we, we <laughs> I did the very best I could. And now I'm going to throw it to David, who's our auctioneer for the evening. All right, great. Sorry. Did anybody watch the trailer that dropped today? Oh, like yeah. Five times. I yeah. did not. <laughs> I sent it to everyone. Like... You guys have an advantage because uh, the other division had not yet had mm-hmm. a chance to see it. So, okay. First up, Ray. What uh, category and what item and what is your opening bid? So I'm going to just start this with a bang and go with Team Black. Okay. The Black Queen of the Black Dreads herself, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Excellent. Getting right out of the gate. We're getting hot. And what's your opening bid? I'm going to say my opening bid is 20 stags. 20 stags. 20 stags. For the queen to end all queens, Rhaenerys. I like I that hear? we got some heat right out the gate. I do. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, one of the the first bid was a phrase, and I thought, well, what's going on here? But I I like this Ray no. bold no move right out the gate. Rhaenyra, the black queen for the black dress. Let's go. All right, twenty opening bid twenty. Do I hear twenty five? Go twenty five. 25. I got two on 25. Let's go 30. Anybody for 30? I'll do 30. 30. Okay. We're at 30. We're at 30 for the queen. Who's going to go next? Laura (laughs) to 30. Allison, did you have, did you bid on that? No. Ken, Ken's the other hot bidder. Ray? Go 40. 40. Ooh, we're getting, we're getting rich here. 40 stags, 40 stags to you, Ray. 40 stags for the queen of the black team. 50. 50. Wow. Big jump. 50, 50. <laughs> big money. Big money. 50 oh. stags. We got 55 from Laura and Ken. I got Laura first on that. Ken, okay. did you want to go? First. Did you want to see that? 56, maybe 57. I'll go 58. 58 to Ken. Now, 58. I'm just going to pause us here. I'm going to say, Laura. For two reasons, don't just raise your hand. Be vocal because <laughs> this will be a podcast eventually, <laughs> and also you could be overlooked if, if unless you're vocal. So that's I just my say fifty nine, fifty nine to Laura. <laughs> All right, Ray, this is getting one dollar, Pat. One dollar. Well, there we go. We got the uh, prices right. I love yeah, it. No, what? What's the number? At? We're at fifty nine to Laura. Okay, sixty. 60. 60 to Ray. I'll take 65. 65. Wow. This is going hot and heavy. 
We're shooting like a rocket here into the atmosphere. 65 to Laura. Ken, are you interested? Allison and Robin and Nolan, you guys are cold. Ray, Ray. Oh my gosh, this is amazing value. This is amazing value. 70, 70 to Ray. Oh no, I have a I, I have a number where I that I think Rhaenyra that I think a few players are worth. Um I think I know what Rhaenyra is worth in this game. So yeah, let's keep going. All right, you're Rhaenyra at is worth it all, baby. <laughs> are we at seventy? Was that the last bid? Seventy. Seventy two. So, did you say seventy two, Laura? Seventy two. Yes. Seventy two to Laura. Come on, Laura. What's your highest bid so that I can beat it? <laughs> Arguably the oh main God. character of the I'm show. With Anthony for outing me. Arguably the <laughs> most important character of the show. Ken. Ken is seventy-five. Looking seventy-five. Oh, okay. So we're down to Ray and Laura. Seventy-five to you, Laura. If you're interested. Seventy-six. 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 Oh Seventy-seven. <laughs> Seventy-seven. <laughs> so take you all the way, Ray. Eighty. 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 Eighty to Ray. 80 to Ray, 80 going once, 85, 85 to Laura. She's not letting this one go. 85, Ray. 86. 86. 87. 87 stags. 87 stags. 88. 88. Ray's going for 88. 90, 90 to Laura. Ray, you're 95. Doing his math. 95. Wow, you're getting close to half of all your stags for one character Mm -hmm. for the queen. She Laura, is... you know he's going to pay more. You know he's going to pay more. Go 90. for it. Go for the three digits. <laughs> 90 to Ray. Did I hear you right, Laura, 96? Correct. 96. All hers. She can take them. Wow. Laura, going once. Ooh, going twice. 97. 97. 97. Allison at the last minute, just as I was raising the hammer. 97 to Allison. Laura, are you ready for a new challenger? A are you going to take bold entrance away? by Allison. I'm just getting started. That's all I can say. Oh! 97 to Allison. 97 going once. 98. 98 to Laura. Oh, 99. 99 to Allison. We'll take 100. 100. Oh, we're Ooh, broke we the three digits. Ray, how you feeling now? You want to get in on this? No, 100 was my number. 100 was your number. Uh, 105. 105. I just want to say now that th- that is a higher than any character got from last night. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> no character got over 100 last night. Continue. Five to Allison. I saw that, and I'm not happy at this point anymore. 105. Laura, 105 going once. 105 going twice. Laura. Laura. Sold to Allison for 105 stacks. Totally worth it. And now I'll just spend five stacks on everything else. Totally (laughs) worth it. Totally worth it. Love it. Love it. Part of my strategy, part of my strategy was going with Rhaenyra there in the beginning was to make sure she went for over 100. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Love it. I was like, if I get her, if I get her, it's fine, but someone's paying 100 (laughs) stacks. Ray, well played. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to pause this for a that, moment. Ray. I'm going to pause this for a moment. For those people listening at home, basically, we're going to draft characters. We're going to draft phrases. 
And these characters and phrases can earn us points depending on the plot and the dialogue for season two of House of the Dragon. And there's other complications to it. Like if your character says your phrase, you don't, you, you multiply the points, you get a dragon that breathes fire, going to get points. So that's the basic gist of it. And we're all beginning with 210 silver stags to spend in the Game of Thrones world. It takes 210 silver stags to equal one gold dragon. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and keep it rolling, David. Right. We're uh, next up is Laura. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to go green then um, and start with King Aegon the second, 20 stags. 20 stags. 20 it's a little stags blasphemous for... to call him Aegon the second. Aegon the usurper. The usurper. Okay. It's what the document says. <laughs> Anthony. Oh, Anthony is a green supporter. By infamous green, green Anthony. <laughs> I'll go 40. That was definitely not Leo. Aaron would be upset. <laughs> I think I got you for 40, but Anthony, uh, Aegon the second for listeners at home who, what's a little history lesson on Aegon the second here? Um, Aegon the second is a just a wonderful chap. He um, <laughs> he'll often bless the small folk of King's Landing with his bodily fluids, and he'll encourage uh, the the youth of King's Landing to learn a skill. It happens to be in a fighting pit. Humble guy doesn't even want to be king. He would rather just have fun. Who wouldn't love a guy like this? Aegon the second of his name sitting the Iron Throne. Nolan, I believe the bid to you is 40. Is that correct? Yes. 40, 40 for Aegon the Second, the fun king. He takes care of all the kids down in Fleet Bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take 45. 45. Who had 45? Who had it? Laura. Laura. Laura, you had Laura to 45. 45 for Aegon the Second. 50. Who had 50? Nolan? Yes, sir. Got it. Nolan to 50. Nolan to 50 for Aegon the second, the fun king. 55. 55 to Laura. 60. 60 to Nolan. Nolan's, Nolan's, Nolan's interested. 65. 65, Laura. Laura's pushing it up. 65, Nolan. 65 to Laura. Who's this for? Aegon the second. I'm good. I'm good. Ask me. Aegon the second. Aegon the second, sir. 65 to Laura. Going once. Going twice. Sold to Laura. Good one. Fantastic. Good, because I was not going to be pleased if he got triple digits. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to push it, but I didn't want to end up with, I didn't want to end up holding the bag. Yeah, he wants to spend that much money on this little bitch. (laughs) No, no. Outstanding. All right, Ken. Too rich rich for my blood. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. I would like to uh, nominate uh, a green um, Otto Hightower. And my opening bid is 25 Silver Stags. 25 for Otto Hightower. The Hightowers play a pretty important role all the way through, don't they, uh, Anthony? I'm just messing with Melanie online. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, my God. Otto Hightower. <laughs> you dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the high towers are pretty important, right, Anthony? All the way through. No, they're not. Let's keep no, going. No. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. We have twenty-five. Ken's opening bid for Auto High Tower for Team Green. Twenty-five. I'll go thirty. I will say this about Auto: 
has a lot of just a lot of dialogue in this show. A lot of dialogue. Yeah. In season one. Yeah. He just goes on and on and on. Who knows what's going to happen to him in season two? So what was our bid? We had Ray. You had the last bid at tw- at thirty. At thirty. Yeah. Thirty. I bid thirty. I will go forty. Forty to Ken. I'll hit the forty-five. Forty-five to Ray. I go sixty. Sixty to Nolan. Sixty to Nolan. Coming in hot bidder. Sixty-five. Sixty-five to Ken. Who's going again? I got Robin. You came in there too with Ken. Both of you guys had sixty-five. I'll go sixty-eight. Sixty-eight to Robin. Seventy. Seventy to Nolan. 75. 75. 75 back to Ken. I like that this is rolling now. 80. 70, 80. 80 to Nolan. 80 for Otto Hightower. Come on, Nolan. Over 100 is not too scary. <laughs> for Otto, I'm going to go triple digits for Otto here. 80 going once. 80 going twice. Sold. Congratulations. Well done. Wow. Thank you, sir. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next up is Nolan. And what's your category? I'm going to go Team Black. Team Black. And we are going to go with the Prince of Darkness, Damon Targaryen. Damon Damon. Targaryen. And I'll kick it off at 30 Silver Stags. 30. One of the most exciting, interesting, weird characters that we have. 30 Stags. 35 to Robin. Robin's opening it uh, coming at you for 35. I'll go 50. 50. 50, both Ray and Ken. 55. Ray, 55. Whoa, here we go. 60. 60 to 60 to Ray. 70. 70 to Ken. 65. Damon Targaryen. 75, Robin. 75 to Robin. 90. 90 to Ray. 95. 95 to Ken. We're hitting triple digits here. 95 it's to Ken. triple. Ray, 100. you had a hundred. Nolan, Nolan for a hundred. Nolan for a hundred. You want him spend. Nolan for a hundred. Yes, we can't let Nolan have Otto and Prince of Darkness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> 105 Ooh, Laura for Laura. Says 105. Whoa. No, Laura. 105. I'm the Damon Laura. You gotta yell and jump and do things. <laughs> yeah, price Nolan My out. Man. Wow. God damn it, Allison. <laughs> Allison, you did not have to step up. No, there. I was the one. Hold on. I, I was the one winning at 100, wasn't I? We'll we get Laura at 105 now. Oh, okay. Laura for 105. Okay, I'll go 106. 106. Back go to Ray. Wow. wow. Keeping it leal, Ray. Man, that's a leal. lot of coin for a guy that stands in the corner, leans against a stone wall, and smirks. And I could watch it. So well. I could watch ten hours of that. It doesn't earn <laughs> points though. One hundred six to Ray. One hundred six going once, going twice. Sold to Ray. He's the only one that I have a chance that we're going to see some full ass. <laughs> like, that's... Who else is really going to show their ass? Oh, Aegon the Second. Mm. Aegon. Every episode. Yeah, Aegon. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Oh, damn! Then he was a he was a sneaker there. He was a sneaker <laughs> pick there. Anyway, I got my guy, Damon. Very good. Uh, kudos, kudos mm-hmm. for making me go a little higher than I wanted to. All but right, one hundred six is fine. Good stuff, Dylan. Thank you very much. Worth Next it. up worth is it. Allison. Allison. What's your category? Um, I'm gonna go for green, okay. and I'm gonna throw out there. Amond twenty. Amond. Ooh, 
Amond at 20. Amond at 20. Team Possibly Green. the 25. chief antagonist of season and two. And another smirker. And another, but smirker, but he can talk and fight. This guy does it both. Smoking Damon. What show are you watching? was like, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Ken was in I'll for 25. You'll go for 30, 30, jumping straight up, straight up to 30. Allison, back to you. Gonna wait and see what happens. 30 stags <laughs> to Ken. I'll go 40. What's 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 the cost of a, a sapphire eye these days? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very 45. Good, 40, 45 back to Ken. Nolan, 45. I'll go 50. 50. 50. 55, 55 Ken. Ken is serious. 60. Not, 60. 65. 60 to Nolan. 65. Who said 65? I heard 65. Ken? 70. Robin? Laura? Nolan. Nolan to 70. 75. Allison? Robin, 75. Robin, 75. Ken? Nolan? 70. 80, 80 to Nolan. 85. 85 to Robin. Robin, oh, oh, we've got a new series bidder on the floor here. 85 to Robin. Nolan? Nolan? No. Ken? Ray? Allison? Robin? 86. 86 to Ken. 86 to Ken. Robin, Uh, 87. Will you go 86? 88. 88 miles per hour. There we go. I love a little team bonsai here. There's, there's only but some of us who can spend this kind of money now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we had 88 to Robin. 88 90. to Robin. Going once. 90. 90. Who said 90? I saw. I heard a 90. Ken. Ken for 90. You're going to go. Let's go, Robin. 91. 91. She's going to keep inching the way up, Ken. 91 to Robin. 91 going maybe. once. Who said? I said maybe. 91 <laughs> going twice to Robin and sold to Robin. Enon Targaryen. That's the, that's the bargain of the day. Bargain of the day. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to interject here and say that these coins do not have to be spent tonight. You could bank some of these coins for an in-season pickup. The way that would work is if one of your character dies and it's it's demonstrated on screen. We we There's no doubt about it, whether that character dies. Melanie gives a thumbs up. This character is dead. You can then put a bid in for a new character, a character that is not spoken for. A free agent. A free yes, agent. Yes, that's the right. one. So if that's the case, it would be helpful to have more coin than the other people bidding on that mid-season <laughs> character. All right. I hope that all makes sense. David, I'll throw it back to you. Great. We are now to Robin. Robin, what is your category? I am going to go Team Black. Okay. And Corliss Valerian. Corliss Valerian. Yeah. Fake. I love it. What is your opening bid for Corliss Valerian? I will go 15. 15. Oh, 15. We got to do Corliss a lot better than 15. I'm sorry. Yeah. However, I just right. on however, people are not <laughs> as wealthy as they once were. Right. That's right. <laughs> Laura, I heard you there. You chimed in for a bid. 20, 20, 20 for Corliss Valerian, 25 to Robin, 40, 40 to Nolan. Very 45. serious about it. 45, 60, 
60 to Nolan. Um, Nolan is locked 61. in. 61. 70. 70. Oh, I'm no out. joke. Allison, Ken, Ray, Laura, 70 to Nolan. 70 Nolan. to Nolan. Nolan's out here spending. 70 for Corliss. Going once. Going yeah. twice. 71. 71. 71 to Robin. Making it rain like little women. No, that's Laura, not me. Gotcha. Laura, 71. Allison, Allison, I see you. 72. 72 to Nolan. Here we go. Battle of Inches. 73 to Laura. 75. 75 for Corliss. 75 for the Sea Snake. Going Isn't he going to be dead soon? Come on. Come on. <laughs> He's gonna be. He's gonna fall over. He's gonna fall over. Uh, that cane's gonna break. Seventy-five. Like Who's to say? Nolan. Going once. Going twice. Sold to Nolan. Carlos Valerian for go. seventy-five dragons. Is Nolan the first person with two characters? Uh, uh-huh. Okay. And uh, Ken, are you nice. the only team without any players yet? Correct. All right. So that's our, our first full round of bidding. Woo! Let's do All a right. quick uh, stags remaining. Ray's got 104. Laura's got 145. Ken sitting with a fat purse of 210. Nolan's down to 55, but he's got two strong picks. Allison with 105 and Robin with 119. So we're going to stop back at the top of the Woo! order. Ray. Uh, all right. I'm hoping that this is the bargain round. Um, <laughs> I think we all need it. So I am going. You with... started it. Well, it was just with the with the big guys. You know, Le- leaning for good mic. content. Leaning oh. lean into the mic, Ray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do. I told you I do that a lot. I like to lean back. Um, Contemplative man, Ray is. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go one stag, Kristen Cole. For Kristen Cole, ten. Ooh, Ken for ten. Ray, I'll go. I'll go fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen for Kristen Cole. Twenty, please. Twenty. Uh oh. Twenty-five. Twenty-five to Nolan. Thirty to Ken for Kristen Cole. Thirty to Ken for Kristen. Thirty to Ken or Nolan. Thirty to Ken. Ken had the bid for thirty. Why does it matter? Nolan, did I? Uh, <laughs> You got a vendetta against me, Rick? No, I'm just just keeping track because I know you're the brokest. 30 to Ken. Uh, 35, 35, Ray? Did I hear that? 35. Mm -hmm. 35 to Ray. 36. 36 to Ken. 37. 37, Ray. 40. 40 to Ken. Got him. 40 going once. I'm not touching that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 40 going yes, twice. Yes, no <laughs> Sold to Ken for 40 stacks. Maybe sitting out the first round was a, was a good thing. We'll see. Well, All right, we'll Laura, see. you are up for your next pick. What category? Um, I think I want to wade into the dragons. Oh, excellent. I like it. Our um, first dragon I- bid. Interested in bidding on Vagar. Oh. And starting with 15. 15 for Vagar. Vagar the dragon for 15 stags. I would like him for 20. 
20 to Ken. I apologize. <laughs> I think Jack is asexual. <laughs> He's going to come after you for those pronouns. 20 to Ken. <laughs> Dragons have no pronouns. They're both male and female. Laura? A she dragon. I don't know if 45? that's true. I'm just saying it. Laura, 45? 25. 25. 25. <laughs> not go, let's not go Okay, crazy. we're not getting crazy yet. We're not getting crazy yet. <laughs> I'll go 30. 30 for Vagar to Ken. 35? 35 to Laura. Laura for 35 for Vagar the dragon. Vagar is a what value? Yeah. Biggest, biggest dragon, biggest, baddest dragon, people. Anthony, this is twice now. Stop it. (laughs) Did we see Vagar in the trailer today? 38, Laura. We all know how valuable Vagar is. 38, Laura. 39. 39 to Nolan. I don't know. Vagar is about intimidation more than anything. You know he he looks that he looks big. He does eat people every now and again, he, and he other eats, dragons. He will children every once in a while. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, a little he's a deterrent, you know. Forty. <laughs> Nolan had I believe Nolan was the last in at forty. I think Ray just said oh. forty. I'll take. Am 40. I winning at forty, or do I have to go forty-one? You'd have to go forty-one. Okay. Forty-one to Ray for the biggest. Baddest dragon. Laura? 42. 42. 42. The answer to life, the universe, and everything. 42. Stags for Vagar. The dragon. Nolan. Raymond. Ken. We're good. 42. You can't Laura. let her have this dragon for 42. Come on. 42 stags. I mean, speak to the people who got money. 42 <laughs> stags. Oh, I got a whole team here. I have some previous life. 45. 45 to Ray. I see 104 stags on somebody's board, 145, 170. What's going on, guys? Ray 45 for Vagar. 45 stags to Ray for Vagar the dragon. 47 to Nolan. Mm. Nolan inching it up. 47, 47. I see Ken. Looks like he's scritching in his seat. Robin, pretty quiet there. Allison. Let me just remind people that a dragon can earn you 20 points. For a simple breath of fire. So for, for for dragons, right? I think we said maximum of three. Yeah. So that's 60 points. Then appearing on screen and eating something. So 63 easily per, per episode. E- easily 63 per episode. Right. Where was our bid? Those, like, those are climax things, right? So it's like, how much is a dragon? How, how much VFX budget do they have? Exactly. Right? They have VFX budget for days, and also they had all this extra time with the strike. It's true. Yeah, where were so we at with this Vagar? This is a Targaryen civil war. Did somebody? Where? I lost the last bid. Somebody... Sorry, where, yeah, what was the last bid? I think, was it Nolan at 47? I think it was me. I think I said 47. I think, yeah. Seems right. We'll go right, there. Right. 47. I think you got Vagar. Going once. Nolan going twice. Vagar for 47. Sold. Good job, Nolan. You got a strong team going in. What's this? I got light pockets right now, though. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You have eight, you have eight, eight Yeah. We'll see Nolan at the end of the, we'll less. see Nolan in the later rounds. <laughs> He's the one who's going to need Sheep Stealer for a buck. <laughs> I mean, the the way the way we're bidding, I feel like once everyone has half a team, I think a lot of people are going for a buck after that. Yeah. <laughs> One stag only. Yeah. 
Ken, you are up for your second pick. What's your category? Okay. I am going to go for a phrase. Phrase. And the first phrase of the night. I would like to throw out small council. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And I will open with five silver stags. Five stags for small council to Ken. Five stags for small council. First phrase of the night, small council. Anthony, how do the rule, what's the, um, one yeah, the so if anyone in the show says the word small council, let's say Ken wins this bid. If anyone, any character in the show says small council, Ken's going to win, going to earn three points. Now, if let's say, um, Kristen Cole, who Ken already owns says small council, he's going to get four points for the character saying it. Then he's going to multiply that. For the three. So you're going to actually get 12 points if your character says your phrase. All right. Small council to Ken for five stags. Do I hear six? I'll take six. Six to Laura. Six to Laura for small council. I'll do seven. Seven to Ray. Eight. Seven stags. Eight to Ken. Nine. Eight to Ken. Nine to Laura. 12. 12 to Ken. 15? 15 to Laura. Ray, Ray is muted. Ray is out. I'm out. Laura, I'm out. 15. Ken? 18. 18 to Ken. 18 for small council. 19? 19 to Laura. 20. 20 to Ken. 20 to Ken for small council. 20. 20, 20 going once, 20 going twice, sold to Ken for 20 stags. Small council. All right. I'm going to go with my first phrase. Narrow C for one stag. Narrow C for one stag. One stag for the narrow C. For this Narrow one, seas. you wonder if the, you know, all of the first season plot with the triarchy made it so that the Narrow Sea was just on everyone's lips all the time. So then you wonder, now that this is a civil war, will that phrase be uttered as often as season one? Hmm. I'll do five. Five to Ray for the Narrow Sea. Six. Six to Nolan. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Big big money here. Big money. No, no. No, I'm glad. I didn't want to take it. <laughs> I see Nolan? what you did there. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was I was really happy you came in there. Thank you. No one was gonna six. give it up for one. No one for six. I just think this is a good value here. Narrow seas going once. Yeah. Going twice for six. Sold <laughs> to Nolan. I'm just I don't know if narrow sea plays a big part in this season as it did last season. And then I think it may not come back until season three. I'm just looking at Narrow Sea and Corliss Valerian together. Yeah, that's no, why that, I was that like, makes Ooh, sense. He's that makes very sense. Very clever. <laughs> he, I was like, yeah. If he's anyone's going to be that. talking about it, it's going right. to be him. Why did yeah, you say that before? Also, the other Tell person me. who may say Narrow Sea a lot is Damon, since, you know, those yeah. who hung out over there. And yeah. he is mm -hmm. the king of the Narrow Sea. Cor um, Corliss wakes up out of his sleep screaming Narrow Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Round 11. Allison, to you, what is your category? Ah, uh -huh. 
I am going to go for green. Team green. Team green. Sorry, I just want to make sure I'm... Actually, I'm going to go for... Can I go for stranger before I have a green? Yeah. You just have to have all seven filled out by the end. All right. I'm going to go for stranger, but black with Jace. 15. Jace for 15. Anthony, can you remind me who Jace is? Yeah, um, we're looking at uh, Jace Valerian. He is the eldest son of Renera. And uh, his younger brother was chomped. The last season finale. Right. He's got a vendetta now. That's right. he's, mm-hmm. uh, he, he wants to avenge his brother. He's also a uh, dragon rider. So he's got that going mm-hmm. for him. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he does not have the platinum hair. That seems to be a problem for he and his brothers. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's a, as, as much as I, I got Damon, to say so about Jace right now. Well, I have Damon, Maester Anthony. Watch your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the tongue. tongue it's, the ha- it's the top half of your head. It's the top half. And yeah. then your tongue well, stays on you your can, body. You can keep the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you still got to watch what you say. It's just the rest of your head that gets shaved yeah, off. That's right. I, yeah. Watch what you say about my boy. Objectively cool, Anthony. Objectively <laughs> cool. Dean Staggs for Jace. I'll Allison. go 20. 20 to Ken. 20 to Ken for Jace. I'll do 25. 25 to Ray. Ray for 25. 26. 26 to Ken. I'll go 28. 28. 28 back to Allison. 30. 30 to Ken. He's, we got some, uh, we got some 31. Uh, 31. We're going to see Jace in action this year during the war. He's got a vendetta. 32. 32 to Ken. 35. 35 to Ray. Allison, you're looking despondent. I'm thinking. It's my thinking thinking face. That's your thinking. (laughs) 35 to Ray. Ken? 36. 36. 37. 37 to Ray. 40. 40. 40 stags. 41. 41. 41 stags. 41 going once. 42. 42. 42 you got to think Ken. here that the dragon riders in this show are going to sort of take center stage. But Renera may not be on her dragon very often. So you might think, you might think that other dude, people, dude, dude, other people on the show may get more screen time. Because dude, are you playing? Are you in this game? <laughs> Can you imagine? He definitely didn't do this at his own auction. I bet not. Man. What? What I'm is happening? The game. Stop doing that. Why don't you just read us the book? Forty-five to Ken. Forty-five for the young dragon rider Chase. Oh, has a amazing value here. Amazing value. Amazing. Now, at this point, with the amount of money we have, a forty and fifty spend is is big. So, depending on how big your purse is, there are people here with quite a few coin left. Oh, yeah, like to Ken. Not, Alice right. is not spending any money. She should go higher. 45 going once. 46. 46. 46. There 46 you go. Away. I like to see it. <laughs> 47. Ken, 47. 47 to Ken. Fuck. 48. I'm just hanging out. There's no, I'm not <laughs> causing any problems. You've had the biggest purse for the last couple of rounds. And that's 48. a very threatening stance you've adopted here. You look right. unassuming, but we know that you're a dark horse. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ken, I'm I'm very scared, man. Yeah, he safe. made he made he made the. <laughs> I know you. I see your strategy. You make sure not to spend really big on the on the big ones, yeah. and you're getting all the other ones for half price. I have it at forty eight. I believe so, right? Okay. Oh, yep. he's not happy about that. See his face. He's like, oh dear. Forty eight. <laughs> Help me out, Ray. Still decent value here. Still decent value. Forty eight. Help for me the out, young Ray. Dragon Take him from me. I went too high. Forty eight going <laughs> once. No nah, man. Forty eight going right, twice. Right. Make him buy. So forty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a great. I think that's good. I don't think that's too high. So can I just yeah. say, does anyone else think that Anthony wasn't satisfied with his own draft? He's been thinking about it all night. Nolan, <laughs> let me just say that I was not satisfied with my draft. <laughs> you were you put your finger right I feel, on it. Nolan. I felt really horrible from the get-go. I, <laughs> I bit up a character I didn't want, and then like the person like stepped back, and then I got the character I didn't want. I spent a lot of money up front. I've been stewing on that all day. I was like, I'm going to make other people miserable today. Right, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, my goal. Yeah. Boy, have yeah. you succeeded. So much. Yeah. That's- no, you know what it was? It was because I shat on his sheep stealer thing, right? He's like, you got sheep stealer for a dollar. I'm so happy. Like, look at the value I got. I'm like, dude, Are you really- not Ray, even be Ray go watch that trailer again. I think Nettles is in that trailer. I think you're talking about one of the twins. Uh, Bela. No, that's Bela. Yeah. That's either Bela or Reyna. Uh, yeah, that was either Bela or Reyna. Listen, okay, not all brown people. Yes. I don't think I don't. You're thinking about the one, the Dragon <laughs> Rider. I'm here. not looking at the Dragon Rider. I'm oh, okay, looking, okay. There was a scene with a young girl looking up at a white dragon we hadn't seen before. Oh, I do. I, I just I have been following the casting news, right, mm-hmm. very religiously. Okay. And it was a big deal that they cast Hugh Hammer. They casted all these folks. Like all of the dragon seeds, and mm-hmm. did not cast nettles. They cannot. Mm. They cannot not have nettles. <laughs> because otherwise, uh, I'm staggering. You know what it is. I'm just saying. Hold on. You probably would have said the same thing about Gayron. Maybe so. The actress right. they cast to play nettles is Ray's little cousin. He and he's trying to keep her covered. That's <laughs> oh. what he's doing. Oh, no, one's... no, no. <laughs> get some smoke for you there, oh, Robin. Are you ready? You're probably, if if yeah. I'm wrong, I'm probably going to get lit up in the comments, right? Because I'm being really confident here. Oh, side bet, side bet. I'll give you a silver stag of my coin left over. If Nettles does not make an appearance this season, okay. Well, yeah, I'll take that back. All right, all right. There you go. Side I feel bet. like that's. A, I feel like those those stakes are kind of boring though. One stag. <laughs> I don't have right, a lot of coin left over. <laughs> He's like, okay, Robin. Okay, I do have a question. So we have hand of the king. Hold on. Hand of the king is that hand of the king slash queen? Mm, oh, hand of the monarch. Because it just says hand of the king. Melanie, I think it should. What's I think it should be here? hand of the monarch. I think that I that think is- it's hand of hand of the king, hand of the queen, like two hand- separate phrases. Ooh. No, no, no. They both count. Robin did both. Go just fly behind you. <laughs> they did. Yeah. They did. I have no idea. Yeah, I, why. Wasn't there. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe yeah, I it just looked had like something on your idea. screen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it happen, but I did not do anything to <laughs> make it happen. Okay, so I'm going to say phrase hand of the king slash queen for five stags five stags for the hand of the monarch hand of the king queen 
to Robin for five stags. I'll take that for 10. Laura for 10. 15. 15 to Robin. 20. 20. 20 to Laura. 25. 25 to Robin. 25 to Robin for probably uh, a very, very oft used phrase. Come on, people. I don't have the funds to do this. (laughs) Laura, did you say 26? (laughs) I mean, Nolan, you don't need it. 26 to Laura. Hightower. How often is he going to say hand of the king? Um, I'm going to go for 30. 30 to Robin. 30 to Robin. Back to the opening bidder. 30 for hand of the king or queen. 31. 31 to Laura. 35. 35 to Robin. 35 to Robin. Allison. Is this good value? (laughs) (laughs) This is about the same as yesterday's bid. 35 going once. 35 going twice. A soul to Robin. For 35 stacks. Good value. Good. I'm just going to call out something that I see on this, and that is that, Nolan, you have two stacks left. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And three <laughs> and three slots open. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that we we got that settled. Yeah. 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 You, you said yeah, we can leave one open, right? <laughs> yes, you can. You can. Yeah. No, yeah. you should just go. Like no, no, no. Here's like, what's gonna happen. Come back at like the end of the rounds, so that no. way you can get your team. I know. I know exactly what I'm gonna do with my next pick. Okay. Well, right. Let me just call this out. Nolan is going to have to walk into season or episode one with a negative five, but then he can make a bid on a pickup and fill out his roster with episode two. Oh, I'm next. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. David, just to have a look at this, who are you liking so far? Nolan has got a really strong hand so far here with Otto, Corliss, the Narrow Sea, and Vagar. So even beginning episode one with a negative five, you think uh, Nolan's got a pretty strong. I think it's. Here. I think so. I think so. Kristen Cole and the Small Council with uh, Ken, mm-hmm. and and with Jaceris, I believe, is for Team Black. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nolan is the only one who's got four names in their roster. The next person, Ken, has three with Kristen, Jaceris, and the Small Council. And then Robin's got Eamon and the hand, uh, as a phrase, hand of the king or queen with two. And Ray's only got one so far with Damon Targaryen, which is a strong one. That's a good That's a good corner to build, you know, a good, a good keystone to build from. Now, but, uh, Ray, I, I started uh, with 85 for Damon. Oh, you I think, started. Big. I think I think I started with seven, and then someone bid me up to eighty-five, <laughs> and then I was stuck with Damon at eighty-five. Oh, that's amazing! Again, didn't really want the smirker. I wanted some guy who's like <laughs> loquacious. That's what I want. I want a, a man of action who's actually going to talk about the action. That's the point earner in this league. Yeah. How are you um, watching? <laughs> yeah. I think you know you got hung up on on episode three where he didn't say anything, but like he spoke. Yeah, <laughs> he spoke the rest of Is the time. Is being covered in blood worth any points? Because you would have gotten a lot of points for that one. <laughs> Emerging from a cave with a torso covered in blood—that's action. Yeah, no points, no points for any of that. <laughs> no I didn't even no see him swing a sword in the cave. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked this hasn't been said yet. Team Green for Allison Hightower. 
five stags. Five measly stags for Allison Hightower. Team come on, come on. Let's uh cool it with the commentary. Five stags for Allison Hightower. By far the most beautiful woman in all of Westeros. Yeah. Yeah, I like Faultless. It's just her shit children. From head (laughs) from head to foot. I mean, there's a reason why they're shit. Head head to foot. (laughs) Does her bare foot count? As oh, she- oh my word! <laughs> it should Allison just be there. Allison yeah, you know what? She sucks. <laughs> Nobody wants her. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna go ten. Oh, ten. No. Here we ten. go. My stranger go. category. Ten for Robin for Allison Hightower. Twenty. Really twenty to Ken. Hair. Ken for twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five to Ray. Tons 30. of dialogue. Tons of dialogue. Ken. Thirty. Thirty. 30 to Ken. 34, 50% of the show. 30 Sometimes <laughs> makes a long speech at holding the knife. A long monologue Oosh. holding the knife. Who could ask for a better woman? 30 stags to Ken. Are we, play, are we playing this for season one? 35. 35. I heard 35. Who is 35? Is that you, Robin? 35. Can't ride a dragon. They literally named a whole team after her. 35 because of the dress she wore. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's go. 35 to Robin. 35 for the non-dragon dragon riding queen. I'll do 36. 36 back to Ray. 40. 30, 40. 40. 40 to Robin. Teen green queen. 40. Robin is wow. holding the bid at wow. 40. 40 going once. 42. 42 to Ray. 45, going my age now. 45 to Robin, <laughs> calling herself out. <laughs> hey, with age comes wisdom. 45. Hey, the 50, 50s are awesome, let me tell you. 50s are awesome. really where it's at. I it's heard great. the 30s were great, and they really were, so I'm glad to well, hear that. You know, 50s I, are great because you've got wisdom and skill and stature, and you're still, you're not, your body's not completely broken down <laughs> yet. Well, fun, good spot. Fun fact, fun fact, guys, today I turned 37. So, 37 hey, to Ray. Birthday. 37 years. Yeah, so can we uh, hurry up? Happy name uh, day. Ray is trying Happy to go day. out. Okay, I got 45. Uh, 45 you can leave at any time, Ray. You can leave at any time. <laughs> you already have yeah. Damon, so I can bid for you, and you don't have to worry about me spending all of your... <laughs> 45 to Robin. Been like 246. 46 for the queen. 47. 47 to Robin. That's more like it. Now we're getting we're getting right, we'll right 50. 50 to Ray. 50 to Ray. It's a good age, good round number. Half a century. <sighs> Still amazing value. 50 uh, for the queen. 52. 52 to Robin. 53. 53 to Ray. This is great, isn't it? 54, Robin at 55, 55, 55. Come on, Robin. 55. You already got your team green. This is my stranger. 57. 57 to Ray. Ray, who's only got one name on the board. 57 to Ray. You can have her. 57 to Ray. Ray for 57 going once. Ray for 57 going twice. Sold the queen of team green. Oh my gosh. That's mm-hmm. that's, a coup. that's a coup. Damon and Allison. Excellent team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are 
Those were my two top picks, so I am really happy right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she okay. is my a t- crazy bitch, top, and Damon is three. a crazy motherfucker, and I love it. <laughs> I just I want everyone her. to know. I'm just going to call this out that Melanie and I have been having a spreadsheet war here. Um, Aegon, Aegon was <laughs> called the usurper for a while, and then I changed his name to Goat. And then she I'm changed his name to Aegon the Second, the Ass Hat. Yeah. He's the only person on my team. I've been watching it, and my question, actually, after this round was over, was going to be: Is somebody please keeping track of all of these? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm uh just I'm pretty excited. I came into here saying that the three biggest picks were going to be Alistair, Damon, and Rhaenyra, and I couldn't believe that I now have two of the two of the three. So, and he, and you still got forty seven stags left. Just a little bit of humble brag here for my B day. Yeah. Thank you. I do right. think birthday presents for Ray. Laura, I'm, you're up I'm next. I'm curious to see Laura and Ken get some excellent value as this as the latter half of the auction <clears throat> unwinds. What's your category, <laughs> Laura? I think that I would like to go for my black and go okay. for the queen that never was. Ooh. Right and I'll start my bid at 10. Renera. Oh, oh, Renera, thank you. Renera. No, Renice. I think it's Rainus, by the way. It is Rainus. Rainus. The queen rhymes with anus. Ken, you're on deck, right? The name that the conqueror gave to his firstborn son, Anus. <laughs> yes, anus the first of his name, and hopefully and last of his name. Don't do that. <laughs> Laura for ten for Renice, the queen that never was. The wisdom 11. that is Renice is going for eleven to Ray. Twelve. Twelve to Laura. Twelve to Laura for the queen. You already have a black. Be quiet. I need a stranger. <laughs> I need a stranger. 12 to Laura. Laura, 13, 13 for Ray. 14? 14 to Laura. 20. 20 to Ray. 21. 21. Laura for 21 for Renice. Renice. 22. 22 to Ken. Ken jumping in. 22. 25. 25 to Ray. Dragon Rider. 30. Dragon 30. Rider. 30. 30 to Ray. 31. 31 to Laura. Spouse. How much money, how much money do I have? You have 47 stacks. 32. 32. Ray is feeling it on his birthday. <laughs> 32. It's his name day. His name day. I'm sorry. <laughs> 32. I know Nolan would be in you know, there. A if lot he had of people money, die but... on their name day in this. <laughs> In this world, don't need any Ray, that's not going to happen to you. Don't let Anthony no. your 35 to Laura. Laura for 35. <laughs> Allison, Robin, Ken, 35 to Laura. Uh, that is, I'm so mad that I'm not going to go higher. That is super good value. 35 to take, Laura going once. Take her. 35 to Laura. I don't know what you're doing. 40. 40. Robin, new bidder oh. on the floor. 40 Ooh. for Robin. Coming up out of nowhere. 40 to Robin. 41. Sneaky. 41. Sneaky 42. bid. 42. 42. 42 to Robin. Back 41. to the life, the universe, and everything. 43. 
44 to Robin. Have you guys ever seen that show Pawn Stars when they're just like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 44 to Robin. 45. Laura, back to Laura for 45. Good value. Good value. 45. Robin, it's your birthday. 45. It's not. It's Ray's birthday. Um, it's your birth. Yes. Well, I didn't want to call out your. <laughs> I, oh, my. that's my age. No, my yes. Birthday. 45. Um, 48. 48. 48, Laura. How serious are we? 48. 48 for the queen that never sat the throne. 48 for the sea snake's spouse. 48 for a dragon rider. 49. 49. Laura, 49 going once. Laura, 49 going twice. Has sold to Laura forty nine stags for the queen. That is a that's a good pick. A good. I pick. really wanted her. I wanted her very badly. <laughs> good pick. <laughs> I realized I didn't have. I I wasn't thinking about fighters, so that's why I went so hard on Amon. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, shit, I need one of those. Ken, what's your category? I, I would like to go for a phrase. Right. And I'm going to go with the realm. The realm. And I would like to open the bid with 10 silver stags. 10 silver stags for the realm. Nolan, you are up next after this. So you have your strategy or what, what have you ready? The realm for 10 stags. I'll take that for 15. 15 to Laura. I will 20. 20. 20 stags. 20 stags for the entire realm. The realm itself. For 20 stags, going once. 21. 21. 21 to Laura. 22. Ken for 22. 23 Laura. 25. 25 to Ken. Second phrase of the night, 25 to Ken for 25 stags, going once, going twice. Hustled to Ken, the realm. The whole realm for 25 stags. That was my top rated phrase. What did I get yeah. some good value there? I think you did. I uh, think so. Well, I'm gonna make you guys start spending some money here. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a phrase, please. A phrase, Alex, for, <laughs> for, for one stag, and it's gonna be blood of the dragon. So you've got blood of the dragon for one stag, Nolan, Nolan for one stag, five stags, please, five stags to Laura. Laura has five stags for Blood of the Dragon. And no one's out. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Y'all are gonna, oh, but like now, now, now I just get to talk. Y'all are going to let Laura get away with that for one stag, <laughs> for five stags? Again? It's literally called House of the Dragon. Enough. Unless you're going to bid. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. I love it. I, love I it. like that you're just like folding laundry. <laughs> I, I just moved into my first home. Hey, hey, that's fantastic. Sorry, I'm not piling up on you, Lauren. I'm going right ahead. You fold laundry. I love that you can you can auction and fold laundry and and break Nolan's heart. That's right. For five stacks. Ray for six. Ray for six. Seven. Seven. I hear seven from Laura. I'll do ten. Ten from Ray. Blood of the Dragon. 15. 10. 15. Laura for 15. 16. 
16 to Ray. 17? 17 to Laura. 18. 19? 19. 19 for Blood of the Laundry. <laughs> 19. I don't know. I'm just being nuts trying to make up stuff. Um, I'm going to change my house name. Thank you. Two. Blood of the Laundry, obviously. Yeah. Blood of the Laundry. We gotta we gotta work on your uh, your your phrase. I'll do twenty. I'll do twenty we to Ray. Do not fold, but it's <laughs> ironic because she does. I like that. I like That's it. yeah. We do not fold. <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty to Ray. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. She can have it. She can have it. Allison, Robin, twenty-one to Laura. Blood of the Dragon. Blood of the Dragon going once, going twice. A sold to Laura for 21 stacks. Yeah, I figured with Damon. Damon might say that a lot. <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to say it enough to warrant that big of a spend. Allison and then Robin. I am actually going to go for my stranger for okay. Team Black. Hugh the Hammer for five. Sorry, who? Hugh the, the Hammer. Hammer. Hugh for the five. Hammer. Dark Horse. Anthony, Hugh the Hammer. Hugh the Hammer, we did not meet in season one. We think <laughs> that we will meet him in season two as one of the fabled <laughs> dragon seeds, the bastards who may or may not be able to ride dragons. They're going to try, and they might die. Allison going in for a mystery pick. Do we even have a season Last two? Last night, Steve Hammer? Osborne said that Hugh the Hammer would be a great porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he faced off against The Rock in WrestleMania. <laughs> Five stags. Allison's opening bid for Hugh the Hammer, who we do not yet have not yet seen on screen. Five. Five stags. Five stags. Ken, Ray, uh, Laura. She can have her. Robin. Five stags. Five for the stranger. Going once. I'm sensing the amazing value I'm getting here. This, yeah. <laughs> Going twice. It's too risky. Seven, seven to Laura. I think it's a great oh, bid. I think it's a great bid. Silence. Oh, you were silent? Okay, so Anthony still. Silence. Five who the, who five the hammer? Five to Allison. Ew, the porn star, apparently. <laughs> five to Allison. Going Wait. once. Yeah. Going twice. Sold. You the hammer for five stags to Allison. I think that's good. I think it's a good value. Yeah, I think that's a good value. You can't get much lower. I mean, this is almost Nolan territory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Nolan's catching strays, man. Listen, the the water's warm. (laughs) And everyone, eventually everyone gets here, you know? (laughs) The water's warm in the narrow sea. That's right. It gets gets warmer the more people do it. Listen, dude, I'm, I'm... I'm the lowest one on the totem pole right now <laughs> after you. So, Robin, let's go. I'm waiting. What is your oh, category? Gosh. Got a dragon, a stranger, two phrases, mm. and your team black. All right, you need a black. I know. I do. I really wanted Rainies, but I spent mm. too much on Aemond. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say Boros Baratheon. One stack. Boros mm-hmm. Baratheon. Boros. Now yeah, that would not? be your stranger because I do believe he's Team Green. He's at this Team point. Green. He is. He is Team Green. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Asshole. 
husband's <laughs> sister's name, Bela. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Bela Valerian. Five. Or five. I'm so sorry. I'm eating you I'm terrible. You're fine. All good. Five stags for Bela. Yeah. Bela the Valerian, five stags. Do I hear a counter? Oh, she's Bela Targaryen, actually. She's famous. Now, did we not see Bela in the trailer? We, we did. saw yeah. either Bela or Reyna. I don't. Yeah, I forget which one is which. I think Bela. I think we saw. I think we. Rides the Bela dragon. is the one that has the dragon. Reyna is yeah. the one that doesn't. My guess is that we saw Bela in the trailer on the back of a dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bela, dragon rider for five stags to Robin. Opening bid. Five stags, Robin. Do I want this to be my stranger? Five stags. Pondering over there. Good value. Potential good value here. Great value. Five stags. Going once. Going twice. Wow. Sold to Robin. Wow. Wow. What a great, what a great value there. Couldn't get Randy's daughter, granddaughter. How much did she? Five Five. stags. Five. Okay. Hey, Ray. I am you got? going to go with my first dragon. Dragon. Ray's yep. going big. And I am going to go five stags for Melis. Five mm-hmm. stags for Melis the dragon. Whose dragon is Melis? Princess Rainice. for Melis. Rainis. For five <laughs> stags. Ray, opening bid. Maylise the dragon, five stags. Five stags to Maylise. I'll do six. Six no. to Laura. Maylise. Maylise. Seven. Seven to Ray. Ray for seven. Eight. Eight to Laura. Ten. Eight to Six. Laura. Seven. Did you say, I'm sorry, Ray, what did you have? Nothing. Seven, whatever the next highest bid is. Eight. Eight to Ray? Yeah. Eight to Ray. Ten. Ten to Laura. I'll do 15. <clears throat> 15 to Ray. 16. 16 to Laura. 20. 20 to Ray. 20 21. to Ray. 21 to Laura. 22. 22. 22 to Ray for Maylis the Dragon. 22. 22 to Ray. Going once. Going twice. Melee's the dragon. Sold to Ray for 22 stags. Ooh. Fuck yeah. Okay. The red queen. The red queen. No, she's cool. Yep. She's hey, Laura, you're up. Is she the beast beneath the boards? (laughs) She is the beast beneath the boards. She goes right through that fucking floor. And And she saved her fire for season two. Yeah, no fire season one. And she killed a bunch of peasants, which the blacks love. (laughs) (laughs) According to Anthony. Question. Question. Um, The stranger could be black, green, or dragon, right? Yeah. Okay. I understand it. Yes. Thank you. Laura, your category? Um, I would like to go for my first phrase, please, and okay. start with uh start the bidding for King King's Guard, 
or Queen's Guard, I assume, as we did Hand of the Queen, Hand of it's the King. The same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's the same. For um, two stags. Two stags for the guard, guarding the realm, guarding the head the of king states. and or queen. Mm-hmm. Laura, two stags, opening bid. What's the phrase? King's, King's guard, guard, king or queen's guard. Two stags, opening bid. Nolan, you can I still get like, in on this. Nolan, I feel like I keep going up against. <laughs> Nolan, I feel, I feel like I keep going up against Laura. He can't bid three. Oh, that's right. He can't. Can. He can't. He can't even. He can't even step that's in. That's what I did. That's what I was saying. I was like, Sorry, I was like, Nolan, I, think, I, I, was like, I think I miscalculated. You felt like you had a chance. Ray, Ray, with your your. Uh, I feel like I, I generational. Keep going, I keep I keep butting heads with Laura, so I'm gonna right. let her go. I'm I'm not gonna do this one. Two stags for Laura for the. Yeah, not that King's Guard isn't a good pick. I think it's a great pick, but I'm going to leave it alone. She got Laura's got Aegon and uh, Rhaenyra's. That's a good one. King's Guard going once, going twice. Sold to Laura for two nice. stacks. Nice. Oh, what a great value. <clears throat> All right, Ken. Okay, I'm going to go for another phrase. Okay. And my phrase is my slash your grace. And the mm. opening bid, five stags. All right, five stags to Ken for your grace, my grace. I'll go seven stags. Seven. Seven, was that Robin? Mm-hmm. Laura, did you? Eight. Eight. Eight to Laura. Ten. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen to Ken. Ken for 15. 16. 16 to Ray. 18. 17. 18 to Ken. 20. 20 to Robin. 25. 25. 25 to Ken. I'm Ken out. I have no more money. Ken ah. for 25. This is going to be the most used phrase in the show. Please don't mm-hmm. let him go for 25. My Grace. Allison. 26. Robin for 26. 27. 26, 27 to Ken. Ken for 27. Allison, you have no phrases yet. <laughs> Allison's sitting on a... I'll get a, there. I'll get there. Big <laughs> bag of cash. Just like take everything at the end for one... Right? Uh, 27 to Ken. 29? 29. The bid is 29 to you, Robin. 29. 30. And we got two graces. There's two graces in this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point, Ray. That is a very good point. 31. 31. 31, Robin. Actually, Did I hear 32, Robin? Mm-hmm. 32 to Robin. 34. 34 to Ken. So do they call Damon your grace as well? No. I think they, he's I just think a he's prince. still my prince. He's, yep. Yeah, he's he's the prince. Oh, he's the, he's the, the queen's consort. He's, the he's queen's not like consort. the first... He's not like the first husband, um, you know? He doesn't get that kind of... He's the Lord of Flea okay. Bottom. No, like Queen Elizabeth. Like 37. Queen Elizabeth's husband Ray's was Prince Philip. 37. 40 to Ken. 40, 42. 40, 42. 43. 43. Yeah. We didn't even stay on the meaning of life very long. 43 Let's to Ken. Go. Oh, sorry. 43. We're going once. I'm not. Twice. Sold to Ken for 43 stags. Okay, let's take some inventory here. We have um, Ray. He has 25 stags remaining. 
Laura has 73 remaining. Ken has 34 remaining. Nolan has two remaining. Nolan's bid. Allison has 100 remaining. And Robin has 79 stags remaining. Allison's got a big old bag. <laughs> yeah, is she playing? Are you playing? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What are we doing? She's. <laughs> okay, Nolan, you you're, are. Up. You're in the dark. Sorry, yeah, my lights just went out. Um, but I'm going to do a phrase. Okay. I'm going to turn this off because I look weird. Um, I'm going to do a phrase, and it will be small folk for one stag. Small bid for small folk, one stag, or Nolan, opening bid, 50% of his entire wealth, (laughs) one stag, one stag for small folk, going once, going twice, sold to Nolan, Mm. all of the small folk of the realm for one Yay. Yeah. I was going to be mean and say three, but I was like, nah. I appreciate Allison. that. Allison, you're up. I, I was definitely thinking, like, I'm going to say three just to make sure you don't fill your team. Listen, man, but here's the thing, right? You, you know what? I'm going to save my comments till the end. So you can keep getting nice to me, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison, what's your category? I'm going to go for Dragon. Like and dragon. I'm going to go for Vermax. Vermax? Vermax. For five. Vermax starting low at five. Vermax the dragon. One of the Hold on. Is that dragons? not the one that got eaten? I hope not. No, that's just was it Vermax no. or Arax? No, that's Arax. No, that was Tyra. Uh, that, yeah, that was Arax. That got chopped. <laughs> <laughs> he scared me there, right? No, no, no. Melanie, can you tell us a little bit about Vermax? Vermax is uh, Prince Jaceris's dragon. He's a younger dragon, but he's strong. Uh, he was born to Jaceris in the tradition of putting the dragon egg in the cradle with the baby. So Five he stags. doesn't have a very long storied history, but he's a, he's a solid dragon. It's five five stags for a solid dragon born in the traditional way to Jaceris, who <laughs> Ken has. I'll go eight. Eight. Eight to Ken. Eight to Ken. Looking for that matched pair. Double them Allison. up. Go for nine. Nine, nine, twelve, twelve, twelve to Ken. Uh, fourteen, fourteen, Allison, sixteen, sixteen to Ken. Uh, twenty, twenty, Allison for twenty, twenty for Vermax, twenty-two, twenty-two, twenty-two. He's looking to complete that that pairing there. Twenty-two, twenty-four. 24. Anthony, any any benefit for having the uh, dragon rider and the dragon? I don't just... think that there is a benefit, to there be honest. There should be. <laughs> I, I think no! it would privilege um, Targaryens too much, and we do Fair. not want to do that. Targaryens are murderous assholes. 24. <laughs> Ken, why do you watch the show? Yeah. Also, I like to see oh, them be murdered from time to time by yeah, other murderous murder, assholes. Murderous assholes, but Wait, the incest is okay. I, I, I love watching that. Yes, they're murderous assholes. <laughs> I believe it was 24 to you, Allison? Yes. Yeah, 24. Ken's out. Ken, Laura, Robin. 
24. 24 for Vermax, the dragon going once, going twice, sold to Allison for 24 stags. That is not bad. Not, not bad. bad at all. Yeah. Not bad. You gotta con- consider the pot, right? So considering the pot, 24 stags is a, <laughs> is a higher number. Okay, Robin. Okay, I guess I will go for my dragon. Okay. And I'm going to go for Sunfire. Sunfire. Oh, Sunfire is the prettiest dragon. Five. Five. I hear five from Ken. Seven. Seven from Robin. Ten. Ten to Ken. Fifteen. Fifteen to Robin. Robin for 15 for Sunfire. Eighteen. Eighteen to Ken. Twenty. Twenty to Robin. Twenty-two? Twenty-two to Ken. Question mark. Twenty-five. Twenty-five to Robin. (laughs) Exclamation point. Robin for 25 for Sunfire the Dragon. 25 going once, 25 going twice. Sold to Robin, Sunfire the Dragon. That's huge. That might be bargain of the day. Ray, you're at the top. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) um... What's your category, Ray? You have a stranger and three phrases. One stag, um, Eric Cargill. Eric, one of the twins. Sir Which, Eric? With Which an e, yeah. e or A? I will take the team black one. E. I don't. I don't remember which one is that one. E with the black, correct? E with the black. Yeah, I want the I want the black Eric. And this is oh, for this your is gonna... stranger. Yeah. I'm just gonna double check that again. real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please do. Yeah, I'm, just make sure. I'm almost certain, but I want the black Eric. Okay, yeah, Eric with an E is Team Black. Team Black Eric, one of the twins for one stag, opening bid to Ray. Pivotal character. My goodness. At the end of last season, if I remember right, right? Eric yeah. going once, Eric going twice. Sold the Ray for one wow. stag. Nicely oh. done. Unbelievable. These, these twins are going to be the one thing that kills me keeping They have like the title. same fucking name. Is Eric going to be my, my sheep stealer? There you go. That's <laughs> it. I want, Ray, I chose Eric for a similar value, and I'm happy about the choice. Okay. There you go. There you go, Ray. Ray and Anthony, Laura, you are up. Look at that. Can I be a mason? Mm. Get one of those <laughs> yeah, funny hats. You can. One, one link yeah, to the chat. I'll come, I'll come there. I just need to skip all the potty. I'll, pick, I'll ship know, it to you. Cleaning all the potty. <laughs> Laura. All the outhouses. I would like to bid on my dragon, please. Okay. Laura's going to go for her dragon. I'll start with uh, Caraxes for one. Caraxes. Mm. Ah. Raxi's the dragon for I wanted one. that to be my stranger. Five. Craxies. <laughs> Isn't Craxies? Craxies is a pretty powerful dragon, right? I think Ken Raxies has it with is... five. I'll say five. Ken, Ken to five. Thank you. Thank you. Six. Six. Ten. Six. Ten. I heard Ken for ten. Eleven. Eleven. Fifteen, 11, 15 for Craxies. Sixteen. 16 20. to Laura, 20 to Ken. Ken for 20. Ken for 20. One. 
21 to Laura. 24. 24 to Ken. 25. 25. 25 back to Laura. 28. 28 to Ken. 29. 29, Laura. Ken, the bid is to you for 29. 30. 30. 30 stags for Caraxes the Dragon. 31. 31. Ken. Ken's on his last dollars here. Yeah, Ken is saying that he is He's out. doing a quick do a bit of math, math in his head. Right. 31, Laura. Is that to you? One. 31. Robin, Allison. 31. And no bids for Caraxes. 31 for Caraxes. 32. Ken coming in. Last minute, 32. 32, Laura. 33. Put him out of his misery. 33. 33. Yeah, it's over. 33. 33 going once. 33 for Caraxes going twice. I mean, you can Sold. Spend every single stag you have, man. <laughs> She's just going to go 35. You got, you got more money than me. To, right. If I go 34, you would have gone 35. So, yeah. You sure about that or would have I let you spend every dime that you had? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Good job. Yeah. Good job. All right, worm. Ken. The red okay. worm. Yeah. That was right. that was great great strategy great strategic bidding from uh that was the steal of the night. I think that was steal of the night. That's steal of the night. I, I mm-hmm. cannot believe he did not get taken sooner than this. I was so mm-hmm. surprised. I've been trying to leave it for later because I see everyone had so much money. This is why I wanted I wanted Caraxes to be my stranger. So that's why I put up Eric Cargill for a dollar. I thought people were gonna just take him. Yeah. Now I yeah. couldn't get Caraxes. Oh, no one likes twins. So Ray (laughs) failed. Let's move on. (laughs) Ken. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to nominate, uh, green, um, Laris strong for two silver stags. (laughs) I'm going to raise that to five. Oh, Anthony's favorite. He loves him and Up, is so happy to be on the team. Upstanding citizen, wisest only, man in the kingdom. He only murdered, burned his father and brother alive in their it, home. This but, guy and who doesn't have family issues? This guy kink shamed. He is kink shamed like no one else. I mean, give the guy a break. Two stags for the foot fetish. <laughs> oh, I said five. Five. Sorry, thank also, you, Allison. With, Five. Thank with you. With all the crazy things that go on on the show, <laughs> of foot fetish. Come on. And yet, it really Ooh. takes the cake. It is so creepy. It was the. It was like the weirdest thing I've Ten seen on Ken. either this or oh, Game of Thrones. For the whisperer, we'll watch the foot fetish. Allison 15. for twelve. Fifteen to Ken. We really care about the foot thing. Eight per foot. Sixteen. It was just sixteen. So <laughs> Two feet. Twenty. Ken for twenty. 24. 24 to Allison. 25. 25 to Ken. 25 to Ken for the creepy guy. Allison's coming in at 26. 28. Mm-hmm. 28. 30. 30. 32. 32 for Ken. 34. 34 to Allison. I will say, does Laris do anything? Does he say anything? <laughs> I mean, I don't, we'll I don't see him Probably as a great... Not. He just kind of slunks like, around. Yeah. There's a good chance he the hammer might he be more valuable stuff. on my team. What was the the final number? Was Allison has it 34? 34. 34 going no, once. No, I think it was like 24. <laughs> going twice. <laughs> 34. 35. Ooh, 34 sold. Sorry, Robin. I already, you missed it. Yeah. Yeah, Allison, you got it for 34. Hey. I've got a, I've got a stranger, and this, and this might be a little bit of a curveball. 
but I'm going to go with Sir Gawain Hightower for one stag. Ooh, that's a good one. Gawain Hightower for one stag. So you got to decide, do you want to spend money on this dude? (laughs) Some some guy that got knocked off his horse once in season one. (laughs) One stag for Sir Gawain Hightower. Nolan's last stag. Can he take it? All right, Laura, Ken, and Robin, you're the only ones that can stop him. <laughs> Don't care. Come on. Going, now, towers. going once, going twice. Nolan, out of cash. One stag for Sir Gawain Hightower for his stranger. There we nice. go. Okay, we couldn't, we couldn't bid, we can't bid half a stag? No. Okay. Mm-mm. If we could have, I definitely would have been doing that all along. I've been I've been in half stag territory for the past like three, four rounds. Yeah, you know, yeah. hey, Allison, exactly. for your predicament, your team is pretty amazing. Indeed, it is. You're just Allison. missing one phrase, and you can pick that. I'm you can pick up easily, pretty easily. Episode two, you could pick up a phrase. So I, I like your team. Um. All right, I'm gonna say. Uh, a phrase, obviously. Okay. And what the hell? Uh, seven kingdoms, one stag. Seven kingdoms for one stag. Not seven stags, one stag. One stag for seven kingdoms. Seven kingdoms, two. two. Two to Ray. Three. Three. Allison, mm. three stags. Three stags for seven kingdoms. Going once. I'll do five. I'll do five. Five to Ray, five to Ray for seven kingdoms. I'm out. Allison is out. Ray, it's to you for five. Five going once. Five going twice. Sold to Ray, seven kingdoms for five stags. Robin. I'm going to go for my stranger, Alice Rivers. Mm. Alice. Three stags. Rivers for three stags. Three stags for Alice Rivers. Mm. Three stags. Anthony's making mm, noises. Mm. <laughs> mm. Three stags. Going once. Going twice. Sold Alice Rivers for three stags. That's amazing value. Damn. <laughs> Guess well who done. listened Guess who listened to the Gods of Thrones Fire and Blood episodes today? Okay, Ray. Yeah. um, Phrase, one stag, Kinslayer. Kingslayer. Kin. Kin. Kinslayer. Kinslayer. This is not the Silmarillion. This is House of the Dragon. Kinslaying for one stag. Kinslayer for one stag for Ray. Can I ask a clarification question on it? Yep. Yeah. Does it count if the person says kin slain or kin slay? Like if it's used as a verb instead of a noun? Melanie? Um, I will allow it. Thumbs up. I agree. Her grace, Melanie will allow it. Mm-hmm. Kin slaying, kin, kin slayer. I would I would like the record to reflect that I think that this that this is a too broad a reading of the doctrine. <laughs> uh, Melanie, the blood mage of math, has spoken. So shush, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, my lady. It's your grace. It is your grace. Your grace. Yes, your grace. Sorry, my two stags. Two stags to Allison. Forgiven. Allison for two. I'll go three. Three. Three to Ray. I'll go five. Five to Allison. Allison for five. I'll go six. Six. Six to you, Allison. I'll go eight. Eight. Ray. Can you beat eight? I will go I will go ten. Ten. Ten for Ray. Ten I'll... has the bid at Ray at, at Ray. Ten Ray has the bid at ten. I'll go eleven. Eleven. We're just gonna Alice, creep up. <laughs> those deep pockets that Allison yeah. has. Yeah, look. Do you will you take it for more than nineteen? We'll have to wait and find out. You still need another phrase. Auction. I'll do fifteen. Fifteen to Ray. Whoa! I'll go sixteen. Sixteen to Allison. Allison to slay the kin for sixteen. Sixteen. I'll go seventeen. Ray will go seventeen. Ray will go seventeen. Allison. Wipe him out. Eighteen. Eighteen. Allison. Yeah. I'm not going more than that. So 18. 18, Allison. Nobody else. 18. Allison going once. 18. Allison going twice. Good Sold. Luck. Did you just take that because I wanted it? Yes. No. <laughs> All right, this Laura. This is a show about kinslayers. It's a good word. Yeah, I know. Okay, Laura, you've got it. two. For, uh, you've got a stranger and a phrase. I would like to start um, for my last phrase, Dracaris, for one. Excellent. Dracaris. One. Two. two. Ray goes for two. Three. Three. Back to Laura Ten. for three. Ten. 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 Eleven. Eleven to Laura. Fifteen. 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 Robin? Sixteen for Robin. New bidder on the floor. 16 for the breath of fire. 17. Ray for 17. 18. 18, Laura. Laura for 18. 20. 20 for Robin. Yeah, Ray's out. Robin for 20 for the iconic command to roast your goats. Roast your goats. (laughs) 20 stags. 22. 22, Allison. 25. 25, Robin. Oh, mean. Robin wants that one. 25. I've got three dragon riders. Good point. 25. <laughs> Robin for 25. Allison. This goat is delicious, by the way, David. I'm telling you. Little goat stew. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Roast goat. Can I point I out that the person about to get Dracaris? And has three dragon riders is the one that started this saying, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Never done this before. <laughs> Robin has the bid for 25. <laughs> for 25 going once, Robin for 25 going twice. Sold to Robin, Dracaris. Fuck yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. It's some bullshit. Ken, hey, we got silent you Ken over here. Yep, I am going to uh, nominate a dragon. Okay, and I'm going to nominate Vermithor for one stag. The second biggest, baddest dragon alive. So one Laura, thing I would like to the only one. 
one thing I would like to interject is that you got you guys should make it so that I'm not the only one who starts every week five points down. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, I don't I think that's going to happen. Anthony's not going to start. Anthony's you can, you, start you can drain Ray. Down. You can drain Ray. You can probably drain Allison and maybe even Robin. You know? Hey, we can if we can do trades. Could I bid for Nolan? We're gonna well, Anthony. We'll talk about that when we get to the yes, end. Yes, uh... you could bid I for mean, Nolan. I I have no room for another dragon, so like I can't bid for a dragon for myself. No, you could, could you could absolutely Nolan. you could bid for a dragon with on the risk that that person would stuck. earn you no points and you would begin the season with a negative five, mm. because unless you can trade that dragon, it has no value to you. Well, no, I don't have a room for a dragon. I only no, have but he's saying you trade. could. He's he's saying you could you could take it as an overage as long as you have um, a space available you can bid for whoever you want and suffer the consequences. No, I'm gonna stick to my phrase. Listen, I'm just saying. All I'm saying is that right now you've got you guys have had me at a disadvantage. Laura, I see a, I see a couple people within striking distance. Of Laura wants to bid for Vermithor. <laughs> say again. Um, can Melanie say more about this dragon? I don't know if I know who this dragon is. Vermithor is the second biggest, baddest dragon that's still alive. He was the uh, dragon of the old king, Jaehaerys. And he is the dragon that we see Damon singing in Valyrian 2 in that cave in the very last episode. And we see his awesome dragon eyes opening in, in the dark. Oh. He's humongous. It's awesome. Uh, unclaimed dragon currently, yes? Apparently yeah. unclaimed. He was Jaharis's wife's dragon, right? No, he was Jaharis's dragon. Silverwing was Jaharis's wife, which that Silverwing, who is also still alive and is not on this list. Gotcha. Vermouth not on the list, like it can't be taken, or like no, like not I I say it can. It just oh, okay, was okay, omitted okay. from this document for some reason. I love Silverwing. Ken for one stag for Vermithor for the badass dragon. I'll go for five. Five for Laura. Laura for five for her stranger. Six. Six to Ken. Seven. Seven to Laura. Ten. Ten to Ken. Eleven. Eleven to Laura. Laura, who's doing math in her head while she's folding laundry. Fourteen. Ken, fourteen. 14 to Ken. Ken has the bid at 14. Laura has the bid at 15. 15 for Vermithor the dragon. Laura has it at 15. 18. 18 to Ken. 19. 19 to Laura. Laura for 19. I'm out. Laura for 19 for her stranger. Going once. Going twice. Sold to Laura for... Excellent value. 19 stags. Vermifor the dragon. So, Allison, it is to you. Okay. I'm going for a phrase. <laughs> no surprise. And I am going to go for... Um... Ah, I'm so sorry. I just said... Oh, for the Iron Throne. Iron One Throne. Stag. The Throne of Iron for one stag? Mm-hmm. Two. The object of the realm for two stags from Ray. Ray has the bid at two stags. The pointy chair. Allison 
has the what value big, here? Holy ten, three Iron Throne <laughs> for two bucks. Amazing, ten. amazing, amazing. Three was it three stags? Three stags, Alice. Uh, I bid ten. Throne. I bid ten. ten. Ray for ten coming in strong for ten. One of the most important phrases, probably, of the whole show. Eleven ten stags. Eleven people really want that chair. It's a big chain. There's so gonna big. and they're 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 willing to pay fifteen I mean, stags. Right. This is a dangerous chair. You look at it and you get this weird skin disease that just eats away at you. Don't let mm-hmm. it cut you. Allison, Did you not you... see Viserys? He's missing Allison. an arm. <laughs> Allison, if you want this chair, you are going to have to pay for it. Fifteen, Allison. Sixteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. 17. There we go. There we go. I, I'm going to make this easy for you, Ray. 19. 19. Oh, there, you go. Ray. <laughs> there you go. I'm there okay with you. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to put him at zero, bid 18. So he comes right. out here with zero. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, geez, let's look <laughs> 19. 19, Allison. Uh, Going cut once. Throat. Cut Going twice. Throat. Sold. That right. cheap hunk of junk. To Allison <laughs> for 19 stags. Yes. I should have been on that one. <laughs> uh, okay, Robin. Lord of the Tides. Lord of the Tides. For 26. For 26? No, not 26. Whoa. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. <Told>. I... No. <laughs> kind, of, kind of played your hand there. <laughs> no, first. This is my, my Chardonnay. Carton. Hey, love it. Why before that's on you? I would say Lord of the Tides for six. Six? Opening at six. Lord of the Tides. I I didn't get Corliss. I should at least get people talking about him. Lord of the Tides for six stags for Robin. Robin for six. Going once. Going twice. So old. Yes. Lord of the Tides. Six. We're back to Ray now. Ray has two phrases left. Yep. And 19 uh, stags. I am going one stag, the night's watch. The night's watch. Ray, the night's watch for one stag. One stag for the watchers on the wall. For one stag, the night's watch. Going once, going twice. Sold to Ray for one stag. Seven, and we are up to Laura, and Laura has a phrase. Um, I would like for my last phrase to be uh, Dragon Rider, Dragon Riders for one. Dragon Rider, singular or plural, I assume mm-hmm. Melanie will allow for one yes. stag. The document does include S in parentheses. It is okay. Good. Um, one stag for Dragon Rider. I'll say two. Two for Allison. Two to Allison. Three. Laura for three. Five. Five to Allison. Six. 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 Laura has the bid at six for Dragon Rider. Allison can't bid anymore. <laughs> six for Laura. No, I actually collected Robin's leftover stack. She forgot to take them with her. <laughs> she just like, left them on the table. Yeah. <laughs> you got some <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> you leave the spreadsheet unlocked. That's what happens, right? They steal your yeah. bitcoins. Uh-huh. They steal your they steal your blockchain. Six to Laura going once, going twice. Dragon Rider sold. Oh, steal of the draft. That's that steal hurt. of the draft. Mm-hmm. Value. Well value. done, Laura. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Look at that that's team. A good one. Look at that team. Let's pause here. Laura, how do you feel about your team? Um, let's, no, let's run it I, down. I did Aegon, the- Rhaenyra's, Fermathor, Blood of the Dragon, Kings, Queen's Guard, Dragon Riders, and Caraxes. Yeah, I didn't get either of my first, my top picks, but um, I think it turned out to be pretty good, actually. I'm pretty happy about it. It looks good to me. It looks like a great, a great selection here. Mm-hmm. The ass hat and all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's guaranteed screen time despite the fact that he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pass it back to you, David. Ken, what are yep. you? You've got a phrase and a stranger. No, a dragon and a stranger. A dragon yep. and a stranger. Mm-hmm. So for my stranger, I would like to nominate um, Cregan Stark. Cregan Stark. For one silver stag. One stag for the Stark boy, Cregan Stark. Oh, and you get that for one because nobody else can bid. Well done. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Now that might be the best Sold. deal tonight. Wow. No, 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 no. Wait. No, 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 no. No, I can bid. He would just be extra. You have to pay a penalty. You would be ah. risking something for sure, but you can bid. What would I be risking? You'd be risking, Ray, using using up a phrase slot that you get no credit for. And then you would have to choose whether you want Cregan to yeah, earn yeah. Stranger right, right. Points yeah, yeah, or, or Stark to earn Stranger Points. Sold to Ken. Good pick. Sold one to stag. Ken. Okay. Yep. Uh, that might that might be the of the of the round. Oh. Allison for her phrase three. It was supposed to be Dragon Riders. <clears throat> yeah, you look so cute. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I have been spinning my wheels over here trying to figure out what to do instead. Ah, I guess let's go with Dragon Back for one stag. Dragon back. The back of the dragon for one stag. He's only got five. Put it in the dirt with me. Come on, guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you mean Ray Sorry. and Nolan are the only you, two potential bidders. Give me one second because for one stag, Allison takes dragon back. Sold. Nice. Okay, our 40th round. We're back to Ray for your last phrase. Uh, I want my last phrase to be seven gods. Seven gods? The seven gods, yes. The the, the words seven gods. It, it not... says, it says yeah. seven gods. Mm-hmm. Seven gods. Okay. You're just going with one? Hold on. Going for 18. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, man, I got seven kings. Yeah, you might don't... as well have a god for each one, right? Yeah, okay. okay, you got it for one. Yep. Gold. Wow, that's great. And oh my god. Ken, your dragon 
my dragon. You are the last to bid. This is it. The 41st round. You have 33 crowns. You can buy a dragon, any dragon you want for one stag. Okay. I am going to nominate uh, Queen Rhaenyra's dragon, Sirax. Sirax for one stag. Amazing. Wow. What a amazing. way to close out this amazing draft. Oh, that's Good how job, it's done. Man. Look at that. Ken. Was beautiful. He's got 32 left. Beautiful. And Ken, let's start with your house name and tell us your roster. My house <laughs> name is Crossbows and Florence. Sir Kristen Cole. Uh, I have Prince Giseris. I have Regan Stark. My phrases are small council, the realm, and your grace. And yeah. my dragon is Queen Rhaenyra's dragon, Sirax. Oh, wow. What a great team. You have excellent phrases. Yeah, excellent. That, that made Nolan, how about you? My house is House Sumter. My roster begins with Otto Hightower, Hand of the King, Lord Corliss Valerian, Lord of Driftmark, Sir Gawain Hightower. My phrases begin with Narrow Sea, Small Folk, and End in Blank. And then my dragon is Vagar. Very mm. good. Very good. Allison? Uh, I've got creepy ass dude, Lair Strong, <laughs> for Team Green. <laughs> Uh, a much classier Team Black, but very murderous, Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Uh, stranger is Hugh the Hammer, who I have high hopes for because, you know, all of our expectations for him are really low. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my phrases are Kinslayer or Kinslaying, Iron Throne, Dragonback. And then my dragon is Vermax. Vermax? Vermax. Vermax. Those are great phrases, too. Um, I'll go ahead and say Robin's. Uh, this is uh, Robin's team. She has Amond, Bela, Alice Rivers, Hand of the King, Dracaris, Lord of the Tides, and Sunfire is her dragon. Um, Ray, your team? Your house? Uh, my house is the Black Dreads. And underneath, flying under that banner, or that shade, I guess, right? Um, is for Team Green, we have the Queen herself, Alice at Hightower. Team Black, the Rogue Prince, Damon Targaryen. For my stranger, it's Eric Cargill, Sir mm-hmm. Eric Cargill, the Team Black's twin. Uh, for my three phrases, I have Seven Kingdoms, Night's Watch, and Seven Gods. And my dragon is the red queen herself, Melis. Beautiful. I feel right. like you need to do shots during the episode every time the word seven is said. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was before my that was we, my phrase strategy. Before After, we call it a night, we're gonna I do Yeah, Laura's Laura's team. Oh yeah, sorry, Laura. Go ahead. Ruth. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to keep it together now. Um, okay. Um, so my uh, house is the house of the Dothraki Dominators, now also known as the Blood of the Laundry. Um, <laughs> my team green is um, Aegon II, 
We, I believe we've landed on the ass hat. Mm -hmm. uh, my team black is the queen who never was, Rainis. My stranger is a dragon, Vermithor. Uh, my phrases are blood of the dragon, Kingsguard or Queensguard, and dragon rider. And then my actual dragon is Caraxes. Nice. Wow. That's a great team, too. What look at these dragons, Burbathor and Caraxes? Jeez. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um now, now you have to say, Anthony, which team is the best? Let's go. I I think that I actually will uh send out a sort of post-auction email. I gotta say, I, I'm oh man, this is this is tough. This is tough. No early assessments. Here's what I will yeah. do though. Before we call it a night. I do want to give the option for any trade proposals. If you see a trade that you have to propose tonight, then you can offer it right now. Now you don't have to up until season two, you can make trades with other people in your division. If you wanted to make a trade right now, the option is available to you. No, I'm good. Who's got Amond? Uh, Robin. She's, Robin. Yeah, she's Robin, not here. She's, so you're, Robin. Oh, you're out of luck. <laughs> you're not alone. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're not alone. Good night, man. <laughs> Poor lemon cakes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, hey, wow, hey. Just, we, think... we agreed on what the rule was. You already made your, mm -hmm. made your declaration. I I'm sewing this... lemon cake banners. <laughs> yeah. I think and... this auction went really well. I think, uh, like, the teams, I think the teams are pretty balanced for anyone who cares. Because um, mm -hmm. the people who got like the big like players didn't get the big phrases, and it's like mm -hmm. you either got big players or big phrases. So mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. I feel like the it's pretty balanced, but we'll see. Uh, Ken, is there any interest from you in trading for Jaceris? I'll tell you right now, though, his mom's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're not you're not interested in giving up. Rhaenyra, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough because we don't know if Cregan Stark is a black or a green for sure, right? You can put the porn star Hugh the, <laughs> Hugh the Hammer. <laughs> yeah, as you're black. Uh, I no, I, I think I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah. Uh, Allison, I, I would trade you Vagar for Vermex. And the phrase dragon bit. Oh. I'm, I'm uh hmm. I think I'm good, but let me let me just think about that. Vagar is Amon's. I'm good. Good ask though. Thank you. Um I I have one for Ken. Next. Do I go? Or yeah, we, we, go. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ken. Listen to this. You ready? <laughs> I will give you Alicent Hightower and Seven Kingdoms. Oh, wow. Blockbuster. For Kristen Cole and Your Grace. Ooh, man. I can't do it. Your Grace is game winner. That's that's one I'm walking home with. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know. My, my Alice, Grace is untouchable. Oh, Alicent has the most yeah. dialogue of the show, though. Or the yeah. second most. It's a, put it like this. It's a, is that not but a she's fair a trade? Great. That is a fair trade. Yes. Mm -hmm. I put up I, a fair trade. I didn't it, low ball Yeah, you. it is good. That yeah, was a you good did one. 
It's just a personal preference. Yeah. Is there a combination where I can get your grace? <laughs> oh, take him for Damon. Take him for Damon. <laughs> Is there a combination on my thing that'll give you, that would give me your grace? Boy, Damon is enticing. Um, I got Night's Watch. You got Yoceris. You know where he's flying to. <laughs> um, yeah, I no, I can't right now. Let me let me think about it. We still have how many months? Many. Uh, at least six four, at least. Four, yeah. Five, All right. Least. So just just so okay, you know. I, I yep. am willing to make a trade for your grace. Okay. Okay. Your grace. Right. Is there a way to put a bunch of little hearts around Damon's name <laughs> on this Excel sheet? <laughs>